Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. Girls, what's my weakness, man? Okay, then. Chill. <laughs> it's the, that's the second time we've tried to start this podcast, and the second time that you started it with salt and pepper. Well, I can't not now. Yeah, you really want to. You need, you, to, st- you need to stop saying, here we go, is what you need to do. Yeah, I, I need to, but it, we started the podcast. This will be one of the first podcasts where we don't start in the middle of a conversation. It's yeah, like, it's kind of hard to do it when there's only two of us, because I can yeah. see what you're doing. Yeah, about that. You can't slyly start recording. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, like, we can't bring up a conversation in the sleight of hand and be like, ooh, yeah. recording, it's pick like, it up in the middle, which is probably incredibly disorienting for anyone listening. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, then maybe we should stop doing that, because maybe people are like, what are they t- I'm done. See, I kind of like it, but uh, but not when it goes on for like 20 minutes. Before. Does it generally? I mean, I don't know how long it actually goes on, but I, I I enjoy like coming in in the middle of something, but only if they're, only if it's something interesting and or funny. Right. Yeah. Not just a bunch of rambling. Right. Are you accusing me of not being funny when I questioned Stephen about the how sports work? Oh, no, that was totally funny. I, I haven't actually gone back and listened to the actual podcast part of that. But in the moment, that was, that was definitely funny. Mm-hmm. It went on for a long time, though. I had a lot of questions about how football works. No, I, yeah. No one's ever explained this to me, and I grew up in a household. This is the third podcast in a row where we start with me talking about how I don't understand football. Yeah, we don't need to rehash all that. They, no. all, they all know. Uh, we are down two people. We're down this... to two people as well. Are we? There, it is down to you, and it is down to me. Yeah, yep. We're down to two people because we're down two people uh, in this episode of Airport Road, the podcast episode... Shit. 17-ish? 18, maybe? I, I, think, I think this one's 18. It might be 18. Right. Before 20. Um, uh, we're down... To, well, uh, my name's Ben. We're, we're up me. Mm-hmm. We're up you, Walt. Yep, I'm I'm here, and I'm covered in dogs, so yep. it's like the happiest night of my life. <laughs> Two-fifths of dog storm is, is on top <laughs> of you. You a dog person? I love dogs. I, I love, like, animals in general, like pets in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of, like, wild animals. You don't like possums? I don't like, yeah, I don't like, I don't like possums because they're gross. <laughs> I don't like deer because they're stupid. Yeah. Um... But, you don't uh, like nuisance animals. Yeah. You like, like, I take issue Animals with, that have a purpose. With um, and, and this isn't going to be a sh- talking shit about Stephen podcast, but um, but I do... I, I always want to bring this up to him. He's, he's, he's one of those people who thinks that if you're a dog person, you have to hate cats, and vice versa. And I know I, people like that. I take issue with that. Like, My fiancé is somebody like that. I, I love cats and dogs mm-hmm. equally for different reasons. There, uh, she, uh, yeah, both Steven and my fiance are very much. Uh, uh, you have to be one or the other. It's like the people who are like Star Trek or Star Wars, or Elvis or the Beatles. Yeah, and you don't have to be because they're, they both are completely different kind of pets. Mm-hmm. And I guess yes, you can divide that and you can equate that to what kind of person you are. I guess or like what you, your preference is for one thing or the other. But I. Th- yeah, I mean, it's one thing to say, like... It's low maintenance or high maintenance? Like, yeah, it, it's one thing to say, like, you know, dogs are easier, so I enjoy owning them more. But they're not. But, cats are easier. But, yeah, exactly. Um, cats are much easier. And cheaper. And they, I, I've never really... Cats aren't as aloof as people say they are, either. Like they're, they're, they're not, not as sly and evil. Yeah, and, they're, they're not the big assholes that everybody wants to make them out to be. 
Yeah, yeah. they can be just as codependent as dogs if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, it just it's just on. that they don't have to be. Mm -hmm. Like, if they have to fend for themselves, they totally will. Having a dog is like, well, yeah, having a dog is like having a child, almost. Because it, it, require, it doesn't require as much attention, but it requires daily, multiple times a day, that things you have to give it. A cat, you could th feasibly leave it alone for three, four days at a time, and it'll fend for itself. Yeah, 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 you could totally a cat do that. is a couple steps now, above a goldfish. A kid is a little bit more complicated. Oh, definitely. I'm not, you I'm you not can't really saying. leave your kid at home for, like, six hours. And, I'm not saying you could, but... And have them be okay. Right. You, that's when social services shows up. Yeah. But, no, I, you, you're right, though. Yeah, like, dogs, dogs are much more um, what, dependent I, and needy and high-maintenance. I have, uh, I've, I've used, I used to have a lot of cats, and now we live here with five dogs. Uh, my turtles are more maintenance than cats. Mm -hmm. I have to tend to my turtles more, more times a day than I used to have to tend to my cats. I can imagine, like, the majority of tending to turtles is just, like, making sure that they're not dead. Or, That's part or, of it. Or that they don't die. That's part of like, it. Like, you have to do a lot of things to keep your turtle from... Like, just kicking it over. and you know. Not this time of year. Right now, they're just kind of... Right now, I have a fish tank full of dirt because they're sleeping. Do they sleep for... Do they hibernate? They're hibernating right now. So they're like bear turtles. Pretty much. They hibernate, like... At the first year, I got a, a box turtle. A box turtle. Tortle. I didn't know what the fuck was happening because I'm like, she hasn't eaten in three months. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, but it turns out she's hibernating. Now, like, they're, they're in a climate-controlled environment. Like they're they're yeah. they're in they're in a tank, you know, and um, you know the lights are always are on the same amount. I would imagine mm -hmm. as, the, the as temperature staying the same. I'm so how do they know what time of year it is? I have no fucking clue. Because like I'm even like because um, it's the yeah the, the it's to, I'm told that by the internet that box turtles you're supposed to yeah you don't have to hibernate them but it's good to hibernate them every few years. Where I would basically put them in a container full of dirt. But is it, a, is it a specifically months. a winter thing for them, or is it? Yeah, they know it's it, that time of year. Okay, so so it's not like it's not like they're just like, well, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go take a nap now. This is how I imagine turtles talk. Okay, pretty much. It's time for me to take a nap. Cowabunga! Cowabunga! Yeah, they kind of just Bossing bury them themselves. Them. There's one of them. You can kind of see. Them. Yeah, yeah, I can kind of see. Yeah, them. and they pop their heads up every so often and be like, "It's still winter," and then go back to down. So I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, yeah. So a turtle more important, more more needy than a cat. Okay. So no, so I understand what you're saying though, because cats are like, like people. There are people who split it up like it's you got to be one or the other. I'm like you can't. You you, you don't have to be because I like Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah, the same. There is no right. There shouldn't be a rivalry. I I do prefer one to the other. Um, I I don't think that Star Trek is bad by any means, mm -hmm. but um, we'll say I'm more well versed in Star Wars. Okay. It isn't really You're more familiar. Yeah, yeah. It isn't really that I like it more. It's just that I have more Star Wars experience. <laughs> the more time goes on, the more. Uh, well, I started off Trek, and then I got into. The, then that was more Wars, mm -hmm. and now the, as time goes on, just like Star Trek's better. Well, because there's only one good Star Wars movie. That's not true. New Hope is not is kind of boring. New Hope's great. Jedi is a terrible. Uh, Jedi, Jedi. I have strong issues with. Okay, there, there's two good movies. There, there are. Two and a half good movies. There are moments of greatness in Jedi, mm -hmm. none of which involve Ewoks. Right. Um, but that final fight between Luke and Vader... Okay, yeah, everything on really the Death Star is awesome, yeah. and the opening is pretty cool. And the uh, and that has the best, like, uh, dogfight. 
in, in the yeah, that sequence series. is good. Everything except Endor, which is a lot of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I would like to see like a fan cut where they just managed to cut Endor out entirely. That would be nice. And maybe you know, like just ha- Han Solo like dies off screen. Mm-hmm. Um, because man, Harrison Ford was just phoning him in in that one. He really was. He didn't do yeah, shit. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. After, he, like, they he just looked fat and drunk the whole time. <laughs> they did this epic rescue thing, where like, which was all I liked the Jabba stuff at the beginning. Uh, the the Jabba stuff was fine. Um, I could do without the singing and dancing, especially the special the, edition, especially the special edition singing and dancing. Really, only the special Wah! edition. It was um, only in the special. Uh, but all the stuff on the sand barge was awesome. Um, except, for, except for Boba Fett just dying like a bitch. Yeah, that happened too. You know, they're, they, uh, rumor has it that they might be retconning that in the new uh, movies that are coming out. What do you mean, like saying that, he didn't die or did die? Um, that that wasn't actually Boba Fett. Oh. That that was someone who had like stolen his Mandalorian armor and that Boba Fett's still alive. I'm fine so, with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've already like fucked that series up. They already fucked that pony. (laughs) (laughs) They already (laughs) fucked that pony too hard to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll continue watching Star Wars movies and I'll continue enjoying bits of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't like... The prequels were kind of shit, but I enjoy bits of the prequels. um, The the last battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan was still... That last movie was okay. It was fine. Um, You know, there were there was still a lot of cheese, and I, th- I think that... A lot of bad acting. I think that it's really hard to get good performances from actors when all they're doing is looking at tennis balls on a green screen, you know? I can understand. Um, I mean, because Natalie Portman is an amazing actor, but that's another one. She's just, like, she's on fucking uh, Valium the whole damn time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many movies are shot that way, and you don't. Then, so well, Avengers I, was pretty much all shot with with effects, uh, and they were still able to get good performances. But but, but here's the difference, though. I mean, a good director. Jo- yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. Joss Whedon knows actors and knows how to talk to actors. Uh, Lucas only cares about getting the shot and, mm-hmm. and framing it properly for special effects or whatever technical thing that he wants to do. Lucas doesn't know shit about acting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is why the best uh, the best movie in the entire series is one that wasn't directed by him. Mm-hmm. But he cleverly fooled everyone into thinking he directed. Yeah, because it's still like his baby, you yeah. know. But um, it does say I think well, yeah. It does it say directed by at the end of the movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's still the like first thing that comes up. Well, he did a good job of tell of getting making the world believe that he didn't direct, and, uh, that he directed that movie. And he's also the the big thing is he's also not a good writer. And so the the best the best movies in the series mm-hmm. were ones that were rewritten by better writers. Right, like Lawrence Kasdan came in and and heavily rewrote um, Empire Strikes Back. Well, how do you feel about when movies are? How do you feel about when movies are not are, are like have a big big name producer? And then that's all you hear about who made the movie. Oh, like because like for the longest time, I actually thought that J.J. Abrams directed Cloverfield. Right, right. From the team that brought you Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, you know, crap. That yeah, that's stupid. Um, who did the I Pirates mean, movies? Um, uh, the director. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't was, Bruckheimer, but all you hear about is Bruckheimer. Yeah. Well, see that, and that's the thing is like Bruckheimer is a 
is known for making you know big blockbuster action movies. It, it, but he's all he's never directed anything. He's always been a producer. He's not involved yeah. creatively, really. Yeah, but he's, he uh, he he's, comes across he, those movies comes across as though like they he, talk about it as though he's the director. Yeah, yeah, because it's name recognition. It's it's a name that people are used to seeing before the opening credits of a movie with the stupid road and the lightning bolt and the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and it used to be Simpson and Bruckheimer, but then Simpson died of like a coke overdose or something. Mm. Um, but no, the uh, uh, director was um, oh, shit. He did the Ring remake. Oh, um, yeah, Ring guy. Yeah, I Ring and and uh, Mouse Hunt. I liked Mouse Hunt. <laughs> Um, Mouse Hunt was good. Fuck, why can't I? Why can't I remember his name? I'm not going to look it up. But it, it, is Babe on Blu-ray? Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I want Babe. Yeah, I want, I've been wanting to watch Babe. It's such a good movie. It really is. It's such a good movie. It's from, not. I mean, it is. From a fucking... the director of Mad Max. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. Part of me. Part and of me, Happy Feet. Really? Same guy. Part of me thinks that like when you, when I hear when I think of a director making one movie that I keep thinking that they they should only make that kind of movie. So you pigeonhole people? Well, yeah. in my head, I pigeonhole people. Yeah, yeah because I'm like, them. yeah, it's because like, oh, when I hear that they make a different kind of movie, I'm like, what? And then they do. It's like, oh, he's the machinist guy. He can only make movies about skinny Christian Bale. Yeah. Yeah. What else did he do? Uh, that was Brad Anderson, I think. So that he did Session Nine oh. with David Caruso. Uh, I think the guy that you just said who directed Babe is the most mind-blowing thing, though, because if he did Mad Max and then... Well, not Mad Max and then directly yeah, after Babe, did, but still. Yeah, yeah, the three Mad Max movies, and... Um, I don't know that he did anything else between those and Babe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he did. Hey, we got this cute pig movie with the guy. Um, and well, then, we need a director. And then he did, he, then he did Babe 2. Pig um, in the City. Pig in the City, uh, which weird movie. I that was fucking weird. That weird. was not what I was expecting um, that movie to be. And then, yeah, and then Happy Feet. And um, and he was attached to the the Justice League movie they were trying to get off the ground several years ago. Oh, okay. Um, with, like, Adam Brody as the Flash. And from the director of Babe. Comes from the Justice director League. of Babe 2, Pig in the City, and Happy Feet. Justice League. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but yeah, it, it always does bug me. Like, I mean, I get that marketing teams have to use name recognition in some way to try and sell something, especially if it's from like a first-time director. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it seems deceptive for them to like bring in these unrelated movies that had like a money man in common um, and use them to try and sell something by a completely different team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that's the world we live. In. Speaking of trying to sell stuff, I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into this. Um, another thing that pisses me off is uh, trailers for other trailers. You you brought this up as something you wanted to talk about. Yeah, you yeah, had a yeah. rant. No, uh, yeah. yeah, and this is going to be a short rant because uh, there isn't a whole lot to say. But it's like a teaser trailer, it, basically. Well, no, 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 no. Teaser trailers have served their purpose because that that gets you hyped up. Right. But, but they don't have enough footage, ready footage, to make an actual yeah, trailer. Yeah, like... Um, they want to give you a taste. They, there have been amazing teasers, um, like the original Episode 1 teaser. Right. With, with the Shadow and, and Darth Vader. On the, and, and that was awesome, because that just immediately got me pumped for a new Star Wars movie, more than I already was. Right. But no, what I'm talking about is when, uh, like, before a trailer is going to come out... Uh, 
and this seems like it's been going on for a long time, but it seems like it, it's been more often recently. Like they'll put out like a press release announcing the date that the trailer is going to be available to watch. Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. They actually they they released like fifteen seconds of trailer footage, and it's like see the full trailer on in, Jimmy in, Kimmel <laughs> in six days on Jimmy Kimmel, and that's stupid, man. Yeah, it's like. It's like, yeah, great, market your movie, but if you're going to... It's smart marketing, though. Like, just show me the damn trailer. It's smart marketing because the studio can sell that to Jimmy Kimmel, or, you know, know, because that gets people to watch Jimmy Kimmel. Like, like, the whole reason it was on Jimmy Kimmel is because Jimmy Kimmel is uh, on ABC, and, and, you know... They wanted to bump up the ratings of Jimmy Kimmel. And ABC's owned by Disney, and Mm -hmm. so is Marvel, and and so... they could use that as a bargaining chip when they're selling commercial ad time, they can be like... We got the Guardians trailer, yeah, new Marvel movie, so buy it. How many people watch Jimmy Kimmel just to see that trailer when you can just watch it on the internet at the exact same time? Because it, go, it goes. I'm sure a lot of people actually. It goes, did live, that. it goes live on the internet within minutes of airing on whatever platform. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of them shows a lot of bored people who were like, who had nothing to do, and they were like, fucking. Alright, turn on Jimmy Kimmel, like, you know. I'm sure they had. Like, they were probably, I get that you need people to watch Jimmy Kimmel because I don't think anybody does, but. Um, but yeah, that's that dog cool. is desperately trying to lick your face. <laughs> yeah, I, and you are I, shutting that dog. I down. have a dog on my shoulder now. I've got I've got a dog on either side of of my legs, and one on my shoulder trying to lick me in the eye. Mm. Um, it, or like the the Spider Man trailer. Is to say this is like my sexual fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> like the Spider Man trailer that aired, and they're like, see the rest of the trailer on, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that that's dumb because one. You don't need extra viewership for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's already going to be like the biggest thing ever. Even yeah, no though. one's going to watch the Super Bowl solely to watch the Spider-Man trailer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, God, I'll just wait until the next day and catch it on YouTube or on the movie site or you know, um, two hours quick after time or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. all the Super Bowl um, trailers were up immediately after they showed them at the Super Bowl. Right. Because I, I went back to work and the. This is like, did you see the Spider-Man trailer right on the Super Bowl? I took it in on YouTube, and there it was. Yeah, like nobody is sitting around counting the uh, ratings that a commercial gets, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't need to worry about driving up viewership of your trailer. You're trying to advertise a movie. and it's, So just advertise the fucking movie. Yeah, but do you think it gets people pumped? Like, it, like, there's a reason they're doing it. Now, do you think the reason they're doing it is because they don't, the, the people behind the decision... Don't quite know how the market works. See, I think it's, or do you think it's because it actually does work? Because if you announce that in six days the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer will appear somewhere, it gets for those six days people are tweeting about it and talking well, about it. But I, but I think the thing is, the people who are tweeting and talking about it, uh, or you know, the people who will see that announcement and read that and get excited about seeing a trailer in six days are the same people who were already going to be watching that trailer to begin with. I don't think you're bringing in anybody new. Just move the dog. Just move the dog. Pick up the dog and move the dog. I'm trying not to... You're trying to hold this argument while shoving a dog behind your head. I, um... I I don't think that you're, like, bringing in new people by doing that. You're just getting the audience that's already excited for something more excited for it. Right. Uh, So I don't think it's really, like... I, I don't see a benefit there. I mean, it's great that people are pumped, mm-hmm. um, or, but I, the people, these people were going to be just, these same people were going to watch the trailer anyway, and we're going to be just as pumped when that trailer came out. I think the point of it is to, uh, I, I guess the point of it is, isn't to necessarily hype up, or it's not, 
extra marketing for the fans because the mm-hmm. fans, like you said, are already going to watch it. It's marketing so they can sell the ad time, the commercial time around. Yeah, there. and that's because fine. they can be like, oh, fucking hey Toyota, yeah. we're gonna. Uh, this is fucking Jim, Jimmy Kimmel's going to have the Guardians trailer. We we expect this amount of viewers for it, so we're going to raise our prices for that commercial block. Yeah, yeah, and and just to be clear, like in the end, like as a business practice, I'm kind of fine with that. Mm-hmm. What I the the big thing that I have a problem with is all of like the quote unquote like movie news sites. Mm. that will pick this up and run it as like it's a fucking news story. I'm like, that's not news, dude. That that a trailer is going to be out in six days mm-hmm. is not... that. That's not breaking fucking news. You're just, like, clickbaiting now. <laughs> there was a... Uh, funny about this. The uh, I've heard rumors for the last two weeks on the rumor mills that the new Ninja Turtles trailer... Is going to is going air, to air with the Captain America. So there's See, rumors the... about, a, about a, a commercial... Uh, rumors about a trailer airing. Yeah, that... That we live in a world, and I blame the internet for this, because the internet is to blame for everything good and bad that has happened in the past 20 years. Right. Um, We live in a world where there are rumors and speculation about when to watch a commercial. Mm -hmm. That's fucking ridiculous. It really is. Which is kind of a... uh, Leads me into my argument, or what my rant was going to be. Oh, 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 oh. Um... Do well, we, before we get into that, um, do we have anything else to say about the ridiculous of movie trail, ridiculousness of movie trailers? It, it's it's dumb. I love movie trailers. I think that the um, I, I I think there's an art um, to uh, to making a good trailer, and I love watching them. I I show up at movies thirty minutes early because I don't want to miss a single one. Um, but enough is enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, it's one thing to market your movie, but but don't. Don't send me uh, don't send me a marketing release and try and tell me that it's news. Anyway, I can see, I can see what you're saying, but then at the same time, I can see everyone picking up on it and then getting super all the media outlets getting super pumped because it's just ex- escalation. Well, no, but what it is is I mean it's just another way for them to get more clicks. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, they'll put up some like vague headline like. Guess when you can see the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. You click it, read it, yeah, and then hopefully yeah. you'll click and the then, ad on there. So, so it's like it's like ads feeding ads feeding ads because they want the sites are getting ad revenue for you clicking on that damn link, mm-hmm. and then um, the networks are getting ad revenue for you turning tuning in to watch the damn commercial Which for a commercial that you're going to watch later. When Which remember is funny when because just, when, I did, when I did click on the ad saying. Uh, you know, like find out when the Jimmy Kimmel when the Jimmy Kimmel Guardians of the Galaxy trailer is going to air. There was is one of those pages that loads with an advertisement oh. that says "Wait five seconds to skip to the page." Yeah. So I got to see an ad to read an ad about a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? I, I mean, I'm I'm being I'm going to be an old cranky bastard here for a second. But remember when you could just go to the movies and the trailer would come up and it's like. Oh, I didn't know that was happening. It was kind of the ma- that was kind it's of like, magical. It's like because- oh yeah, I know you like that actually happened um, to me this year, um, completely by accident. But with gravity, um, I had heard that Sandra Bullock had, was doing like a sci-fi movie with Alfonso Cuarón, um, but uh, I hadn't seen any footage of Alfonso Cuarón. Cuarón. Oh, I was thinking Cuarón. <laughs> 
<laughs> with the the, the the twin, the yep. joint twin. Oh man, hey buddy. That well, that's yeah. He was the um, he was the second unit director. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had heard like you know vague talk that that was something that was happening, but I didn't know anything about the movie. And then the trailer was awesome, and it blew me away, and, right. and really got me excited for the movie. And that's how it should be, you know. It's like uh, you should be able to just walk in fresh and see these things. But uh, it's not like I'm going to stop reading movie sites. Yeah, would you rather go back? I mean, because isn't it nice and being able to it, at any point in time be like, it would, at any point in time be like, oh fuck, so and so or Brian Singer's tweeting about the new X Men movie. It's it's hard to say because. On on the one hand, um, with uh, with big releases, the blockbuster re- releases that are already part of like the cultural conversation, mm-hmm. um, I don't I I never want to know anything about them. Like I I, w- I won't read any articles about Avengers two uh, because I know it's something that I'm going to see. And However, we will discuss Avengers two casting all over the podcast. Well, yeah, and that's something that, you know, is just going to happen. But, you know, I can casting isn't news to me either, really. Mm-hmm. Um, except we'll talk about something else in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but um, but th- where I appreciate um, sites like that is when they help me find out about something that I might not have known about otherwise, like smaller releases that aren't necessarily going to come close to us. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wouldn't know, if it, if it weren't for, like, movie news sites and, and reviewers that I read, um, I wouldn't have known about Your Next, which was an awesome... Oh, Your Next was great. It was great. And I never would have even, like, considered going to see that if I, uh, if I hadn't read about it, like, mm-hmm. two years before it came out. Yeah. Um, that was a fun when, little horror movie. It was so much fun. Um, I would, uh, that, that would make a great double feature with Captain Lewis. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, I, I really appreciate those sites for turning me on to things that I, that I wouldn't come to naturally. Mm-hmm. But, like, the stuff that it, everyone's going to see and everyone's going to know about, like, I, I, don't, I don't need every little bit of, uh, of news or every little, like, shop that somebody manages to sneak with their cell phone on a set and mm-hmm. shit like that. I mean, that just kind of ruins the magic. But at the same time, aren't you pumped when you uh, when you get to see a cell phone camera trailer from Comic-Con of Ant-Man footage? Um, so, that that's something a little different because I think a lot of that is because I haven't been to Comic-Con before. Mm-hmm. And I get more from hearing the audience react to that than I, than I do from watching the footage itself. Whatever happened with that Ant-Man footage, I searched for that, and like it still hasn't come up, and that was years ago. Wasn't that a couple years ago that the Ant-Man yeah, footage I, thing happened? Yeah, I, I don't think that they, I don't think that they, like, you know, did, like, I don't think they put it, really put it out there because they're kind of trying to, uh... That movie should have come out by now, right? Oh, no, 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 they're, they're, they haven't even started shooting yet. Oh, then what? That's what the phase. Fuck? That's phase three. What fuck? What the fuck? Ant Man footage was I thinking about? It, it's not actual Ant Man footage. It was like a test reel that Edgar Wright did, just like as a as a proof of uh, of concept. Like yeah, it was like a pitch for um, for the studio to show him how he would do how he would make Ant Man work on on film. Oh, okay. Um, so it wasn't with you know actual actors or anything. Oh, okay. It was like a 
demo reel. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. It was Damn just it. it was just a test for the effects and and. Why am I so pumped about an Ant-Man movie still? I'm, I'm super pumped about it. it I, I don't even care that it's an Ant-Man movie. It's an Edgar Wright movie starring Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I am already sold. Just be, I don't care what it's about at this point. Yeah. I just, I, I'm pumped about it. I am I'm excited because I do like Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I admit that he's kind of a dumbass, super, dumb superhero to make a movie out of. I mean, it it did feel like they were kind of scraping the bottom of the the hero barrel when they came up with him. I can think it's of like, I can think of as much as I like Hank Pym being a part of the Avengers. Uh, I can think of many superheroes that would be better to make a movie out of for them to throw money at, like throw the, uh, for them to throw a bunch of money at making a superhero movie. They they, they pick Ant Man. Well, yeah, I mean he's he's got some name recognition, some, uh, and. Uh, it, and it's something that hasn't really been done before. And I think the big thing was that, like, they really just wanted to make a movie with Edgar Wright. And Edgar Wright said, I want Ant-Man. I think that I think that's kind of how that conversation... They were like, really? They were like, are you sure? You don't, I mean, you don't want Next the re- Wave? <laughs> the reason, I mean, the reason we're getting Guardians of the Galaxy is because uh, Kevin Feige, or I... I, I I'm only assuming that's how you pronounce his name. Right. But I was right on Killian Murphy. Fage. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Fage. 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 F I E G. I'm going to say Feige until until I'm proven wrong. Oh. Um, but uh, Senbar Ohulahan. Senbar Ohulahan's favorite uh, favorite comics were Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange, <laughs> and that's the main reason we're getting those movies. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 a fan of all the characters. It just doesn't seem like it's a smart a smart move to throw a lot of money at. Well, I think I, and I think Ant Man is automatically um, if you didn't make an Ant Man movie mm-hmm. uh, after making all of these others and, and multiple Avengers movies, I think people would start to say, "Where the hell's Ant Man?" <laughs> just because he, I mean, he was one of the original four. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, I understand that, but. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's a, it's a weird. If it was in anyone else's hands, I would be like, "There's, there's no way that's ever going to work." I still wonder. I would uh, still wonder about. Part of me wonders if Guardians of the Galaxy is going to bomb, or not, not bomb, but not make as much money as they want it to. I mean, I feel no like, name recognition at all, well, except for the actors. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I feel like, um, yeah, it, and it probably financially won't do. It's going to be Iron Man three. It it won't do Iron Man or Captain. It's going to be less than Thor. Yeah, I don't think it'll do Iron Man or Captain America or Thor numbers. But those already have a couple movies under their belt. Yeah, Um, they already had Avengers going for them. I think they're going to get a bump just from saying, "Hey, from the people that brought you Avengers and and the raccoon with a machine gun is a big plus." Yeah. but and you've got Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper, even though they're not technically on screen. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Chris Pratt uh, has a lot of fans from Parks and Rec and from several movies that he's done. But um, but I also don't think that they spent nearly as much on Guardians of the Galaxy. It seems like a visually intense movie. I mean, it does look awesome, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm super pumped for it. And I like that they're kind of giving James Gunn free reign to do what he wants. With do it like a James Gunn movie? Yeah, actually make a James Gunn movie. And I think that's the big thing that I love about um, about the Marvel movies is the... Hold on a what second. What is that? 
we, we, we were done with that anyway. I think so. We're back, though, with Airport of the Podcast after a brief interruption where the dog storm exploded. Exploded because the, there was a knock at the door, and behold, who was it? Our special guest. Special guest. Hi, I'm I am special. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, we got a man who needs no introduction, but he's getting one because he needs an introduction. It uh, is it is an audio. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, all oh, the dirty Liberty girls know who I am. <laughs> oh, the dirty pants ladies. They know me. Yep, yeah, they know you and your words of encouragement for their dirty pants. Um, uh, Richie, Richie, the the mogul Yates, <laughs> podcasting mogul, podcasting mogul Yates has joined us for this episode. This uh, two down, one two down, three up. Episode, of yeah. Airport well, of the we're we're yeah we're we're I guess we're two down one up now. Two down one up is yeah. what we are of <laughs> Airport of the podcast. He he came in a little bit late, but he yeah. Was, all I know is I was sitting at home and I get a text from Ben. It seems frantic. He's like, "Dude, you got to come over and save the podcast." Pretty much. No one knows what Walt's talking. Don't about. leave me alone with Walt. <laughs> <laughs> so I rolled up a couple of. Uh, he's ranting. Help he, me. He's gonna start talking about Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> I'll just back you up. <laughs> See? You're really here for me. <laughs> Were I mean, you we texting him as well? You're like, we want to talk about the actually... between the Virgin Spring and Last House on the Left. I'm your man. This is actually like... Wild Strawberries is highly underrated. <laughs> See, this is the kind of conversations you guys have, because the int- you guys were going off about things I didn't understand, and I, inter- I interrupted to say that the barbecue-flavored fries of Andy Cap's <laughs> barbecue fries are not very good. That's, what, that's the difference between your conversations and my conversations. Well, we weren't, we weren't much more highbrow than that. I think we were talking about Shocker. Yeah, we were talking about Wes Craven's <laughs> <So>. Shocker. <laughs> Makes sense. But you are kind of like the guy who like rolls in on the Algonquin round table. It's <laughs> just like, you guys see the new issue of Mad? Guess what's the jelly beans? <laughs> <laughs> That's Dor- like Dorothy Parker reference, by the way. See, I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> I just, I just, he's like, <laughs> I just, it's the Algonquin, Algonquin medicine. <laughs> Thank you for my for, for medicine for my back. Yeah, the Algonquin Round Table with King Arthur and Bedivere. What? I've always wanted to put together an Algonquin Round Table with Lynchburg. <laughs> yeah, the the Lynchburgian Round Table. <laughs> yeah, It'd be like me, you, Noah. Yeah, and this is the Round Table guys who know stuff. <laughs> is that what this is? Is a Round Table guy because I don't know stuff. Kind of like a round table of pretentiousness, really. Oh, I gotcha. Basically, yeah. I gotcha. No, that makes except, sense. Except we use the word pretentiousness just to mask the fact that we're very proud of ourselves. So using the word pretentious, yeah. pretentiously? Like, it, it's, yeah, we're, we're faking being humble. So we, we think if we call ourselves out on it that that makes us better people, but we're not. Oh. Look, by Lynchburg standards, I'm quite the intellectual. And I know that. <laughs> that is true. It's that true. is true. There are a lot of times where I'm like, Rich, you send me to any other town, and I, it's like I'm from Mayberry. Oh, so I was in New York this past weekend, and um, this uh, at some point we're at a bar, and I'm um, <laughs> no, <laughs> and I'm uh, talking to my uh, my friend Daniel who uh, <coughs> writes for a Badass Digest. Mm-hmm. Um, bag, <coughs> bad. Yeah, there, um, you're right. See, I'm not. Digest starts with a D. Yeah, I'm not an intellectual. <laughs> Welcome to the Algonquin Roundtable. <laughs> um, 
Um, so, I, I guess I guess because Daniel was wearing a blazer and had glasses. Uh, oh, he's one of them? The, this college-age chick walks up, uh, like, dragging her, like, I, like, clubby boyfriend, well, well, mm. to, to be nice. And she's like, she's like, you guys, have either of you read at least three Hemingway novels? <laughs> and I'm like, at least! <laughs> I find it hilarious um, that this turtle is stuck. It, oh, it, face plant. And it, it turned out it was just this, like, it was this chick just desperately trying to show off to this guy who just, like, had no idea what she was talking about. And I th- he probably made some crack. It's like, well, I don't like Hemingway, or whatever, you know. Who and, does? Yeah. And... <laughs> He didn't like himself. And, Even people who and like she Hemingway just starts don't like, like it. It was it was the bar scene from Hunting <coughs> because she just starts like regurgitating whatever her latest professor said, and and uh, and then somehow that transitioned to Faulkner, and I'm like Faulkner's a douchebag. And I just started like just saying the most lowbrow shit that I could about about these authors because Faulkner really is a douchebag, guys. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Once you've seen one dysfunctional Southern family, and I grew up in one, you've seen them all. Hemingway is kind of like the John Waters of literature. (laughs) I like him far more as a guy. I I like Hemingway as a concept. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Far more than I like his work. Like, I kind of, like, I would have liked to have lived his life. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Same with Capote. Yeah. Um, he chose cats yeah. over dogs. Warhol's very much the same way for yeah. me, too. Like, his art bores the shit out of me. <laughs> he is interesting as fuck yeah. to me. Yeah. Did your turtle. The, you that was turtle, turtle. <laughs> I woke up my turtles, and one of them face planted into the water dish and is now trying to drown itself. The, the joys of owning a turtle. That's like Hemingway and Faulkner. That's like me on every Saturday morning. <laughs> you just dive into just, a, a water bowl? I, I just like, I just like, drag. <laughs> crawl out of the dirt and dive into a water bowl? I just like drag myself to the bathroom and face plant in the toilet. And, and that's where I live now. <laughs> mm, that water might be cold. That turtle might fall asleep I mean, because of the cold water and then hibernate. I know, drown. Tur- I know turtles are amphibians. Can... Can he breathe in that? No. Okay. The other turtle looks like he's trying to bring it to the attention of the water spray. So it, should be, it should be fine. He's like, help! He's like, <laughs> he only sees that. He doesn't know you exist. He thinks that the water sprayer is a sentient being that just enters the... It's his, it's his Dalek master. Yeah. Hey, I think there's a problem in the pool. Oh, there's a problem. Wait, wrong pun. Yeah, yep, the wrong pun. Uh, we we just finished up the discussion before you came in, and we'll, we'll weigh your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were briefly uh, turned on to what we were talking about. Trailers for trailers, like teasers, teasers for a teaser trailer. Like not yeah, not even a teaser for the actual movie, but like here's 15 seconds of a trailer, and if you want to watch the whole thing, like the like the new Marvel films are are pretty good about doing that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That, that's where I'm seeing it. <clears throat> or even more so. Uh, a news story about a trailer mm-hmm. about to when a trailer is going to air. Yeah, or yeah, or rumors and speculation <laughs> about the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer airing in front of Captain America. You're pretty pumped. About I am pretty pumped <laughs> about that. <laughs> Unconfirmed rumors that that's when it was going to happen. It's like re- it's like the wrestling message boards. They're like there's, that, there's a rumor mail about when trailers were are going to air. Do you think that might also be a play by the Geek Nation to? 
make it happen? Like, if it becomes a story, then I think it'll push up the date? I think a lot of those things... For the 15-second uh, teaser. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, oh god, I need it now! The, the iron's hot. <laughs> Get that trailer ready, boy. Strike! <laughs> I, it could be, but... More so, I think it's marketing. So the comp- so Jimmy Kimmel, who aired what we said, Jimmy Kimmel, who aired Guardians of the Galaxy, it's so that they could sell the ad time around it. Right. Well, that was a trailer, though. Yeah, but I'm mean, I'm thinking that uh, yeah, but like the day before that, they premiered 15 seconds of the trailer. Oh, okay. like if you want to watch the full trailer, I did not know Chris Pratt was in that movie. Nice. It makes me even more excited. Yeah, for I, it. that I'm, guy. You got to start watching Parks and Rec. You man. really okay. should. I just started watching Sons Bert of Anarchy. FBI. Bert Macklin, FBI. Chris Pratt, know. dude, you he's amazing. Yeah, you, I thought it, the first season, I was ready to hate him. Yeah, yeah. And, and then there was just a turnaround. I don't there know. was, um, I, I can actually pinpoint the exact moment that I went, uh, and it, it was like a coin had flipped. Uh, okay, please do. When I um, immediately went from hating him to loving him. And I think it was in the first season, but there's a scene... Um, after, uh, after Anne has kicked him out, uh-huh. and he's, like, living in the pit next to the house. Uh, he th- fell in it, the pit. Yeah, well, um, he did. Um, but there, there was a scene <laughs> where, uh, she's coming home or something, and he doesn't want her to know that he's still, like, stalking mm-hmm. her, and he just dives head first <laughs> yes, down into the I pit. And I was yeah. just like, okay, I love Andy. <laughs> yeah. That show is fucking great. But the teaser thing... I don't know that I really have an opinion, because it doesn't really affect me. I don't think there's really been a movie since Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas mm-hmm. that I was like counting down the days for a trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that might be that I don't have any sort of cable at my house. Mm-hmm. But you have the internet, and the internet's just <clears throat> as bad I about use it. it. <laughs> the internet is just as bad about it because even before I saw a commercial for Guardians of the Galaxy trailer on Jimmy Kimmel, I saw Facebook posts about it and right. people sharing things on Facebook about a news story about when they're going to air it. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. It though. does though. It, it really does. does. It looks amazing. Not taken away from that. It's just we were talking. Yeah, that was that, how we opened the podcast. We were debating that trailer. Added further evidence, not evidence, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, that When we watched that trailer, right. a comment that you made exemplified the strange cutoff period of our age difference <laughs> to me. <clears throat> oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because you were like, man, I, now every time I hear Hooked on a Feeling, I'm going to think of Guardians of the Galaxy. And my immediate As thought was... Exactly, my immediate thought was like, Really? Because Reservoir Dogs already did that for me, like a long time. Reservoir ago. Dogs and that Listerine commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, gotcha, gotcha. I can't stop this feeling. Mm. Wasn't there a dancing baby that used that song too, or something? Allie McBeal. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that? I, I I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't know. That was before my time too. <laughs> we are men <laughs> sipping coffee. I want like a sitcom. Involving the three of us, and these three mugs are always <laughs> involved because they're the, so they're the three most random. They're mugs. the most 
personality-filled yeah. mugs, and yours doesn't match your personality <laughs> at all. It really doesn't. Is that like a gay Paris mug? Yeah. yeah. It says Restaurant de Paris. And I don't mean and a fat one chef. Of fat chef things. But I've got a monster or like a zombie one. You've got a yeah, Spider-Man you, you one. should be drinking out of Modoc. Yeah, and it's, I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to do laundry. Do laundry. I didn't want to do laundry. <laughs> I didn't want to do laundry. Look, I have my Modoc mug. More it's still a little drier. <laughs> No, I wrap it in pillowcases. <laughs> throw it in the washing machine. Where's the blob? Is he around? Sammy? Hey! <laughs> um, yeah! Uh, oh, you should see the marble wall after the podcast. I will. Um, <laughs> nope, I'm making a beeline right for that door as soon as you... I will just, not look at your toys? diving through it. <laughs> I don't even look at your Instagram. Let me know when we have about five minutes left. I'm just going to stand over by the door. <laughs> Alright, guys, bye! I probably shouldn't bring it up since Walt hasn't seen it, and I don't think either Ben or I could fucking describe it. Nope. Can't yeah. describe it. Look up the trailer for The Visitor. That's going to okay. be a 20 we'll minute segment of that. That. dispatches from the weird coming probably, up. Probably, yeah. It's, a, it, it's from 1979, and Draft House Films is finally putting it out Tuesday. It's one of those lost, weird, like, the sci fi Miami connection sort of. They just released something uh, today on VOD. Uh, oh, Cheap, uh, Cheap Thrills. Thrills yeah. yeah, I really want to watch that. Yeah, I've, you told me about that. I wanted to see that. Yeah, I think we talked about it on uh, Dispatches. Dispatches. But uh, I am fucking like, in love with Pat Healy. Uh, <laughs> that guy, after Innkeepers, like, yes. he can do anything. And then after he answered a couple tweets that I sent him, I was <laughs> like, I'm in. Ben, have any uh, celebrities answered your tweets? I don't tweet celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I honestly Richard only Richard Mall from Night Court liked one of my turtle pictures <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> and I, but I Dan like, Aykroyd almost liked a tweet of mine. <laughs> his company did. His company did. Yeah. So I'm hoping one day he might look at his company's Instagram feed and be like, "Oh, that guy's talking to misspelled my name." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I don't have any, no, I mean, I don't, I only use the Twitter, honestly, to pimp out when we post something on the website, right. or to repost Ninja Turtle pictures to get points on the Ninja Turtle fan club website. Uh, so, I'm a bad tweetist, I'm sorry. It's a, I, I'm trying to get better about it, I'm, I'll go. I go through spurts, man, I'll have a week where I'm just like, fuck yeah, like three times, four times a day, and then it's gone for about a month. Yep, that's me. I rarely ever and then have... then I get a, like a, a, a notification that's like, someone retweeted you, and I'm like, I have a Twitter! What did they retweet? I'm a genius! <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think anything I say is, war- is warranted by Twitter. Like, is warranted as Nothing warranted anyone by... says is. That's true, but... <clears throat> except me. Never do I have a thought where I'm like, I should fucking tweet and hashtag that. Yeah, yeah. see, Twitter... It's a, it's I don't a, have that bone in my body. It's a business Did you built say brain? <laughs> it, I that do side, have a Twitter. That site is entirely built around like making people feel like they're way more important yes. than they are. Which is the internet causing problems. Yeah. Take yeah. back yeah, your Twitter, Yeah, because everything bad and everything good of the past 20 years is because of the internet. Bane had a really funny Twitter page, but I think he well, ran what out happened of, to that? I think he ran out of puns. <laughs> you think the pop, the pop cultureness of it has worn down? Oh, that definitely has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I started an anonymous Twitter account of Ooh. Uh, for for, for a little purposes. bit. Oh. Well, just one of the it, <laughs> it was you? kind of an experiment to see if uh, to see if anybody would uh, would notice it. But I I started uh, tweeting like angry texts my wife sent me. <laughs> Um, there's that's a, there's a market for that. I yeah, know. I thought Definitely. I thought it was, or I hadn't seen anything like that. So, um, 
it, I I only did it for a couple of days, and they're still mm. out there. But um, but still out. the way my my wife and I communicate, <laughs> like like she only um, she only ever texts me if it's to complain about something, <laughs> and whether it's something I did or or just something going on with her. But that's the only those are the only texts I get from her, and it's always just like. It's like when I'm two hours away or something, and she's like... There's no bread. She's like, you left the garbage can by the curb. And I'm like, great! I can't do shit about it. <laughs> or... You just swing by. The TV's a little loud. Like, she'll text me <laughs> from the bedroom while, <laughs> while I'm watching Walking Dead. Well, she's not tweeting you. <laughs> angry, <laughs> angry tweets my wife sends. <laughs> See, I would just retweet all of them, and that would make my life easier. I had, um... I, I uh, had the... the uh, 20 bucks that I owe your um, pre-wife. Pre-wife. And uh, on the way home, I stopped at the ATM and, and got a 20. And then I went home and I rolled these joints and I used that 20 to tighten them. And then I just left the 20 on my desk. Oh, fun. Like, it's just a part of my rolling procedure now. So, sorry about that. Another 20. Well, you got a joint out of it. I thought you were going to say you smoked it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um... The, continuing our talk about hey turtle of um, how the internet makes it, it, the internet is behind everything good and bad in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. I want to rant about something right quick. Right. Uh, I'm not going to have much to contribute. Before you, to. Do, neither will Richie. But before you do, I wish I had like a huge fucking drum of dry roasted peanuts. Oh, well, <laughs> well. I don't actually want. Oh, any. you don't I want just, any peanuts? Because no. I, I got excited. Because I'm like, I mean, Walt might. I don't know, but uh, I'm okay. I just saw that enormous drum of dry, of dry roasted peanuts. Everyone needs a bucket of peanuts in their house. <laughs> yeah. So your rant. Yeah, not about peanuts. Um, the internet has been pissing. I just okay. WWE just released their network where they moved all their content online, or their their, their content will be online. <laughs> Soon, like Netflix, their streaming you know. service. Yeah, streaming service. Um, which, whatever. It's it's just in its infant stages, so it's kind of eh, right now. Yeah, and and yeah, everything. It was buggy, and people couldn't log on on day one. Right, but whatever. Um, I haven't had an issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not my it, point. That's not my what I was bug- bitching about. I watched an epi- recent episode of Raw, mm-hmm. uh, and the fans are ridiculous on that show now. Like. I, I, uh, like in the crowd? Mm-hmm. Okay. Every, everyone. Even the ones online, the, every, every fan pisses me off now. Because uh, I get right now, apparently, uh, the Royal Rumble was a big letdown for everyone. And a lot of people are bitching about how the show's not entertaining and everything. So the Because big, it's not. Right. And that's the problem. Yeah, that's, and I understand that. That's the heart of the problem right there. I'm with them to that point. But now it's ridiculous to the point where the, when you watch an episode, they boo every single person. Every single person, because one guy is not one guy that the audience, the the main fan favorite, Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. uh, is not getting his push. He's not getting a championship title and like a big WrestleMania match. So the fans have gotten so pissed about this fake fake wrestling thing that that happening that they boo every single person and like every single sh- every single match they're chanting his name. Uh-huh. They're ruining the show. For the people who are enjoying it, the people who the casual fans are ruining it for, and they're ruining it for, for people who the people who agree with them. Because if she like, ever sells one of those uh, Frankenstein monster statues, <clears throat> let me know. Is that how you feel about this conversation? <laughs> no, I actually have a rebuttal. Yeah, a so, rebuttal so Wes Craven shocker. <laughs> so <laughs> I couldn't help. I was 
I don't have not been over here often, so Sorry. we just kind I'm of still it's a mess. In. We've been redecorating. So I'm, I'm gonna take one. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, it, they're it's they're so vocal and start and at first I was I was all about it because it's like <clears throat> they're telling the man what they what they want him. You you know they're using their voice. They're getting you know they you don't they don't like the product. They're voicing their opinion, and right. maybe that'll make the product better. But it's pissing me off because like. The, a guy named Batista, Dave Bautista, from Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy yeah. He came back recently. Uh, and he's getting the big match at WrestleMania and whatever else. They're pushing him, and the fans hate it because this little, the younger guy, Daniel Bryan, isn't getting that same treatment. <clears throat> I understand their frustration, but they're booing him, which I almost feel bad for him because, like, well, also he, he was contracted comes... to come back and, like, do a thing, but it's a fake show. And I, again, I'm conflicted because I understand the frustration, but. These people remind me of the same people who I don't, uh, who I have problems watching wrestling, like getting together for wrestling events with. Because the reason, like, there are some people that I've watched, gotten together with a group, and like, all they do is complain about how bad it is and how it was better back in the day, and they, like, they're not enjoying themselves. It was. Yeah, I, well, I agree. It was. Sorry, <laughs> but the, but like, if you hate it, stop. Yeah, that's why I don't come to the pay per views. Yeah. I know you. You know you wouldn't have a have. An, I would have fun hanging out with everybody, but I don't fucking care mm-hmm. what's going on in wrestling. You wouldn't like be entertained by the ten years probably. <clears throat> what I hope this is, and I'm probably wrong, but what I would love to see happen is now that there's no competition, WWE is hitting a mark where they can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it will all just start to. Like retroactively crumble, mm-hmm. and we'll go back to a basic <clears throat> like um, no territories. We'll start up again, and the rebirth of the whole getting on TV and having building your market back. Yeah, up yeah, and, I would love to see that happen. That Become a, be a, an underground thing where it has to mm. build build up from the basement. That would be great, <clears throat> but I doubt it'll ever happen just because of the ego of the man in charge. Well, I mean, I'm going to yeah. keep tweeting. <laughs> It's just um, the, the the people on the show, man. Is like the or not the people on the show, like, and the uh, the company WWE recognizes it because they address it constantly. Like, why did CM Punk leave, and was that a real thing? Yeah, that's a real thing. It's oh. he's he, he is the same opinion of the fans, where like he was feeling they weren't doing anything with him, and the whole creative team was bad, so he just quit, like Stone Cold did back in the two mm-hmm. thousands. He just didn't show up for work. Yeah, he, he <coughs> um, and I only read about this because I haven't been watching either. But uh, I mean, I'm not like a uh, like a wrestling fan that feels shame for being a wrestling fan. Yeah, like I I can talk all day about wrestling of the like late '70s through the mid '90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what's going on now. Yeah, and th- and that's I hear through like you and a few people at work things you know, but or if Piper's on to get his ass kicked, somebody will call me and be like, Piper's on. If something's relevant. Cindy Lauper just hit him with a <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're, see, you guys are the kind of fans that, like, don't piss me off about it, because you you don't like the product, you don't watch the product. Right. That's yeah. the proper way to, to get them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you void voice your opinion when asked. right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're a part of the movement. Well, it, like, they, they, you guys have opinions, and you voice them, proper, you voice them properly without ruining it for, the, for mm-hmm. everyone else. Well, it doesn't do any good to take something in that you hate. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that what heroin ends up being? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, last night, <laughs> from what I understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I mean, last night, I never stopped loving. Pull your sleeves. Right. <laughs> well, it's cold. 
Well, it is, actually. <laughs> uh, we were watching Raw, and, and uh, uh, my pre-wife, Amber's, <laughs> her favorite wrestler is Sheamus. He comes out to the ring, and she, she you know, she's excited whenever he comes out. Can we start, can we start calling her Burrs? <laughs> like Anders from Workaholics? Yes, we can call her Burrs. Nice. <laughs> okay. Or Ombers. Ombers. Oh, Ombers is a good one. I'm going to go with that one. What's up, Burrs? <laughs> Burrs? <laughs> Please do that. Nice. But, um, like, she's excited when he comes down to the ring. Uh, he comes out and everyone boos him. And she's like, why are they booing him? And, like, it made the match more, more like, frustrating and, like, harder for her to get through because she, she doesn't understand. She's like, why the fuck are they chanting CM Punk when I want to see this match? Why yeah. are they chanting Daniel Bryan? Why are they ruining the show when I want... She didn't... She, we stopped watching. The, the chanting of CM Punk seems like the most useless thing <coughs> the crowd can do. He's not gonna, like, be like... Whoa! Wait, he's he's what? not going to suddenly materialize. Yeah, like, like, they're invoking him. He's like he's Candyman. <laughs> or even like he's not going to be. A, <laughs> he's not going to be at Applebee's, like right, eating a fucking Southwest egg roll. It's like, they like they me. have raw, and it's like, are they? That's my name. <laughs> I, should I go better back. go back. Right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm sure they're letting the, the the company know that they're unhappy, and then they're like. You know, in, in or indirectly, they're telling the company, hey, you should try to re-sign them and work shit out. Right. But it just doesn't do anything because they know and they're not doing anything about it. Yeah. Well, so you're ruining it for everyone. Right, yeah. I agree, yeah. Uh, I, I agree that they're not uh, actively improving the product. But they're, uh, I'm of two minds here. One, the fans have been taught by experience from, from this company that... That is really the only voice they have, mm -hmm. is chanting in an arena. That's the only thing that that company is going to listen to. Right. Um, as far as gauging uh, how well what they're doing is going over. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't, they, they don't care what people say on the internet. They've said multiple times that that's only, you know, that's a vocal minority. We don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're not reading tweets. Um, or, uh, but on the other hand, um, like... It's not, they're not going to have an effect unless they stop spending their money to go to these mm -hmm. shows mm -hmm. and stop watching it on, on TV and wearing the t-shirts and wearing the, and buying the merchandise and keeping the ratings up where they are. Like, cause it, the fans are, they're complaining, but they're continuing to watch to see if they did the right, did, if they did a good job. Yeah. They're, 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 they watch cause they want it to get better and they're hoping they're going to make it better, but continuing to support yeah. Like, pay to, to continue to give them money isn't doing anything. I'm going to start some shit with one of the hosts that isn't here <clears throat> now. Oh, Steven. it's okay. I do it every time. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Steve, yeah, I'm talking to you, Steven. I'm cutting a promo. <laughs> um, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> See, I'm interrupting you. I'm just going to drown you out. What? I'm in <laughs> Steven what? Smith. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> um, no, he, he posted a thing. Most of what I know about wrestling nowadays is from his Facebook page. Matt, same here. <laughs> yeah. But he posted a thing that was like Michael Cole showing that he's a dick again. And it was like 30 seconds of the crowd chanting CM Punk. It wasn't even that bad. No, it wasn't. He was, he was I was really on just... his side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, he... what, what, was the, what, what did Michael Cole say? The crowd was chanting and he's, he like, he, just kind of talked a little bit. He was, just com he was just commenting on... He, and I don't think... He, he was complaining about the crowd and not about 
Right. CM yeah, Punk. Yeah. What did he say? Uh, it was just crowds were chanting CM Punk before Raw went on the air, and he was just like, "Oh God, here they go again." Well, this will die down in ten minutes or, or yeah, whatever. something like that. Was, yeah, yeah. It yeah. seemed yeah <laughs> the same sort of the same, the same thing you're complaining about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I, and again, I but su- that, I support that, what I support. I kind of support what they're doing, but it's just ruining. it. But that brings up the question, though: Does that make like is CM Punk the hero or the villain in this? Because doesn't like doesn't he have a responsibility to his fans? Well, I think that he. I mean, you can hate where you work. I, if I went into WSCT every day and there were like even four people that were like, "Yeah, <laughs> Richie's here," <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Well, I can't leave here. I'd just let those guys down." <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like if if you're, um, I mean. Punk, from what you know, from what little I know of the guy, mm-hmm. um, just from like reading about him in interviews and, and right. whatnot, where he gets kind of candid, uh, he's very goal oriented. What I know about him from Stephen's Facebook, page. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, from from Stephen's talk about it on Facebook. Um, he's he's very goal oriented, and, and you know he uh, went into that company with with an end in sight, and he he has said many many times that like. Another year, he wants to he wants to do this and this and this, and then he's done, mm-hmm. and he's going to retire early and save his body and, and and all this stuff. So, when he keeps getting um, held down, despite what the fans think, right. and, and despite how much he like, you know that that weird. <coughs> well, he so, should lighten up. So, because I'm pretty sure he's making a good chunk of money working for WWE, and but he at has the same time, fans. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, he's been smart with his money, so he he's gotten to the point where he doesn't really need the job anymore. He's now just doing it, you know, for his own for, goals, for, for selfish, for that, and yeah. Uh, as much as I kind of I can respect that, at the same time, these are goals that he has set to, and uh, these are goals he has set to accomplish on a fake fighting TV show. <laughs> it, it's true. It's true, and um, <laughs> which yeah, it's just yeah. But it means something to him, and I get that. I kind of think of him, even though it's like all up to one guy who decides that you're going to be a champion. It isn't about how good you are. I think it. So I, I think it go back to territories. Mm-hmm. Make it matter again. <laughs> yeah, that's why they need some competition. Definitely, yeah. And they're never going to have that's it. the most. The most exciting thing that ever happened in wrestling and the worst. The Monday thing Night Wars was the the end of the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that night it was like holy shit. And then for a few weeks after, it was like, "What's going to happen?" Yeah. And then two months after, you're like, "Oh, this is well, what's going to happen." And, and that, and yeah, and that's another big ego thing. Like if McMahon had, you know, been a little smarter and had mm. a little less hubris, uh, yeah. he wouldn't have closed WCW's doors. The, yeah. he, he would have always kept um, both shows on Monday night. Yeah, but at and the same time, when you could it to be a thing where like yeah, and then he they, loses control of it I mean, for a while. And, 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 yeah, yeah, but if you it could have been a DC two. Marvel thing, and you could have had crossovers, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. But when you still have when you have two com- two rival companies owned by the same company, it's still not competition. It, because but it's not real sports. Yeah, yeah I know. So but the illusion pretend, of competition. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the NFC and the AFC. Um, yeah, but they already did that when when <laughs> when Raw and SmackDown split, and it was when uh, in for people who don't know when Raw there was two two TV shows on WWF WWE it was Raw and SmackDown, and eventually they did what's called a draft 
where they split the roster up onto two different shows where they were only going to be on right. one show or the other show, and they fake competed and against then each other. No one watched SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that was they already for the did occasional that. time that The Undertaker would show up because during the draft, everybody's like, Really? The Undertaker's going to SmackDown? Well, I guess I gotta watch 10 minutes of He's Smackdown. over there with Perry Saturn. Alright. <laughs> right on. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the same thing as it would have been because you have two companies owned by the same company with. But where I, they're going to occasionally I, cross over, it's it just become the exact same thing. Well, I there's know, no real competition. If you handled it the way Walt is saying of of maintaining the illusion of like behind the scenes, because look, everybody knows wrestling's bullshit, so you can do whatever you want behind the scenes, and if people find out, as long as the illusion is still there, of you know, you, I mean, you can you could keep all four of those shows, keep both um, federations. Mm-hmm. McMahon can be running both of them, but you can write storylines that are just oh. amazing about yeah. how he's lost <clears throat> WCW, you know, and Bischoff comes out on WCW and he's like, guess who bought it, you know, yeah. but he didn't, but still it would be riveting to watch. Right. You know? Kind of like what they tried to do when they did it, like in the storyline where they had the invasion and then Shane McMahon yeah. yeah, controlled yeah, exactly. these people, and just was, on a bigger scale. And it was yeah. the B team who mm-hmm. came in invading. Uh, and the reason the well, Chavo I don't think he, he might have done that though. But remember, he couldn't because Ted Turner wouldn't sell him the the TV time. Otherwise, Bischoff would have. Remember, uh, Eric Bischoff wanted to buy WCW and had enough money, but he couldn't secure the the network time anywhere. Right. So that's probably why Vince McMahon didn't, or that's one of the reasons Vince McMahon they, couldn't do what he wanted. They could have easily do. sold it to another network. Yeah, Monday Night Maybe Wars is like the best documentary they've done. Yeah, oh, yeah. Even non wrestling fans, yeah, would probably enjoy the. Documentary Monday night. It's kind of the equivalent of like King of Kong. Like if you don't give a shit about Donkey Kong, you're still gonna love this documentary. And I don't give a shit about Donkey Kong. Wait, your (laughs) time. That was just my 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 rant because like it having a voice at times can ruin things. Like people get too and too people are entitled and and I think a big problem with um, and again because the internet. Uh, with with wrestling fandom is that they spend so much time trying to prove exactly how smart and how um, and, and how in the know they are. Yeah. Um, so uh, it gets it, it moves beyond actually enjoying what you're watching and just about trying to promote yourself. Really, and, how you would do it better. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, and and not a single person I've asked can tell me what they would do differently that that the company's not already doing. I got. It. I got uh, three words of how to fix wrestling. How? Piper as GM. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. but for me, you can throw Piper or Cornette. Like, everybody and thinks that there's... And it fixes it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of the fans think that there's some magic switch that they can throw. It's like, oh, just give the belt to Daniel Bryan and that'll fix everything. Or, or push Dolph Ziggler or whatever. No, because if, in, yeah. even if that's cool for a little while, within a year... They're back at the same point the, where you've seen that guy f- wrestle and have a storyline with every other person yeah, on, on the, the card. The, the real problem is, uh, at the heart of the business itself, they're tr- still trying to promote themselves as a sports program rather than a scripted television mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And if they focused more on the scripts and trying to write stories that are actually compelling instead of just traveling in circles constantly, because everything you see, every storyline, is just a variation on the exact same mm-hmm. thing that you just saw last month. Which is... Which and there's no real incentive for people Which is to, to say that for 
the history of wrestling, it's all been the same basic storyline coming down to it. Two guys need a reason to beat the shit out of each other. I don't like that turtle. <laughs> that one's Betty Page Ram Jam. That's my, that's my man. Yeah. But to get off wrestling, because we well, talk about the, wrestling. The one thing oh, okay. that they could do that would that would fix that would get me to be like, all right, I'll start watching again. And I think it's not just me. I think it, it may not be everyone, but some old timers like me would appreciate it if they would start using legends in a more on air way, not mm. in the ring necessarily, but bring some guys in to manage. Well, you know, bring some guys into GM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're I, not I'm saying watch it. Not when not how like, they currently like, only bring somebody back to promote a movie or like right. a little uh, a paper. Even older than that, I mean, like they they had that run a while back over a month or so of uh, Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. I watched for that, you know, two or three weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. just because like. Fucking Dusty Roads, right? <laughs> you know, that's from my era. Well, know? at the same time, um, they also need to be more focused on uh, building bringing up bringing Piper in. Yeah, I agree, bringing Piper in, yeah, and, and Legend House building up actual new stars rather than just relying on the same old standbys, and then and then just bringing the retired people back to help sell a pay per view when they need to. I think the problem is that their old standbys now are. A pale comparison to the superstars of like Cena. Uh, agreed. The, comparing Cena to Hogan is doable, but it's just not. And I hate Hogan, but it can't be denied. Like the insane impact that he has on wrestling yes. fans, even to this day. Yeah, right. And I don't think twenty years from now Cena is going to have that. No, no, absolutely not. Well, wrestling wasn't what is it? Hogan, intelligent. Hogan yeah, it is. <laughs> wrestling isn't what it used to We're be. We're Steven, man. Wrestling isn't as. Wrestling isn't... I'm coming to the next pay-per-view to let everyone know. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new wrestling t-shirt I saw the other day that should sum up, like, where I... where my head is when it comes to wrestling, and I really want to get it. It has a, uh, like, kind of a caricaturesque drawing of him, Mm -hmm. and it says, I'm a cornet man. Uh, (laughs) I'm a cornet guy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm a cornet guy, yeah. It's like the Paul... Yeah. That's a play off the Paul Heyman one? Yeah. He, I watched for him, too. He's entertaining as shit, man. Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. He's still around. Oh, I thought you said he left. No, he did and then came back. He, yeah. Is he still in a wheelchair with crutches? <laughs> that was the most brilliant thing. Ever since, like, since Paul Heyman is, is a fucking genius. Oh, he and needs a fucking podcast. I, I held yes, on. Yes, he does. Yeah, on the Weirdo Network. <laughs> He'd do two episodes and then never again. That's fine. We'd have those two. <laughs> Two more than we had. Mm. Uh, all right, so. I can agree with everything that every single person said here. Yeah, I think I can too. Yeah. So we need to voice our opinions to the masses. So we need cut to start to a louder. Us, ch- cut to us in the stands, <laughs> <laughs> chanting. Weirdo church. <laughs> we gotta bring. We gotta bring signs that voice our opinion and be louder than the Stay entire. Stay home audience. if you'd like to see him punk. That's fine. <laughs> Everybody! It's impossible, you're the bad guy! <laughs> and he is, in my opinion. I think nah. so. It's, it's I, I understand what he's doing, but at the same... Like, it's not like he's a struggling wrestler who like is trying to make ends meet. Like 
he's gotten to a point in his life where he can do it just for the fans. But the the thing is, and, and being, and, I mean, I'm being a wannabe celebrity. Fans mean everything <laughs> to me. So, well, I and I, I think the uh, thing is that's kind of what he's been doing for the past year is just hanging on because because he knew people wanted to see him. Oh, okay, so this but is, but they're worth a year. But it's getting to the point where I mean, he's he's injured. He's been injured for several months without mm-hmm. without time off and. Um, and I just thought it was gonna a little be hard. Stuck up. Just like, had to make a choice. I just thought it was a, uh, it was kind of look. Stuck I love up. a villain. Don't get me wrong. Although it was kind of stuck up when I heard that he said about when he left. He said, "You know, my fans will come with me." No, they won't. And I'm so like, where? I don't, where are you going? I, I don't. I, I don't know that he actually said that. Huh. I'll oh. see you guys over <clears> at the <throat> ICP Arena. <laughs> <laughs> Juggalo. So, I don't know. No, I'll be I, there signing autographs with Jerry only. <laughs> Is we, yeah, we talked about wrestling a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, I did not plan on talking about wrestling that much. Yeah, but yeah, but I knew that you guys don't keep up with wrestling, but you would have an opinion. <laughs> we sure on the had enough to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, and that's just the you know the internet has given everyone the opinion that they have a voice, which everyone does have a voice, but <laughs> doesn't mean we need to I hear it. I like that one. You yeah, new name, but I like that one. <laughs> You're Larry. Larry, the just, just because you have opinions doesn't really mean that they need to be heard. Yeah, Th- or that doesn't mean that they doesn't mean that they're important. <clears throat> Though they could be. So um, just it was all one conversation to say I'm conflicted. Mm. Yeah. The do moral you, of the story. <laughs> do I? Do you live on Smith Street? Yes. That's yeah. awesome. I just noticed that. <laughs> oh, my last name is Smith, and I live on Smith Street. Except oh, that too. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Why, what's wrong with <laughs> that was my reason. That was the whole yeah. thing. Like, whenever I write my address, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to change the I to a Y. Yeah, that's true, too. Sometimes, <laughs> Just so, stick with Aykroyd. When I ship out packages... <laughs> when I ship out packages, I do dispel my name with a Y. Just to fuck with people. So they're like, oh, so you're just oh. Y Smith? No, B Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you did there, sir. Not used to wit on the APR podcast. Really not. (laughs) (laughs) Really not. It's a lot of us going on about Power Rangers. You guys have been missing. Uh, The the missing element has been a stoner. I I can honestly say I do not contribute to any Power Rangers discussions. (laughs) It's true, though. I just kind of have to say. Actually, we usually save those references for when you're not here. Yeah, you guys start going off on Turtles and Power Rangers, and I just have to check. Look, Aaron humors us, at least. Have you guys seen that Bronies documentary? Yeah. Is it good? It's fucking that. It's a movie about Bronies. Doug Benson was talking about it the other day. See, when I watch it, it was great. (laughs) When I watch it, I think it's incredibly embarrassing and sheds a lot of light on on something that uh, I don't understand and feel... I love those papers. Yeah. And it's something I, it sheds a lot of light on the whole situation. It for me in like a yep, they're kind of messed up. Weird bronies. And my brother who is a brony watched it and he's like oh, it was so respectful the way they did it. <laughs> and I'm like it was kind of like Ugh. well, I have I have a hard time with any super obsessive fandom. Mm-hmm. Like I like the things I like, and and they're cool. But you named um, your son Xander. I did name my kid Xander, but but that's so like shut your mouth. Is what he said. But it, that's partly because I think it's a cool name. It is. <laughs> that's it not is. the real reason, though. 
Yeah, well, you know, I have a Buffy tattoo, but it's like I don't, I, I don't need. Ooh, you have a Buffy tattoo? I do, I do. Walt's so gay with his wife and child. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally gay for my wife and child. <laughs> uh, gay meaning happy, right? No, of course, progressive. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I relate this? Uh, but uh. Yeah, I mean, any any sort of super obsessive fandom, whether it's Trekkies or Bronies or... or I feel like whatever. one will kill you. I mean, it probably Even won't kill pennies. me. It might make me useless. I mean, I'm getting enough just sitting next to you. Right, I'm just going to sit it here and let it walk. Any obsessive? Yeah, any really obsessive fandom just kind of, just kind of weirds me out. Um... When when it when it becomes a when it <laughs> stops home. being like a, a thing that you really like and starts becoming like a lifestyle, that mm-hmm. that's that's odd to me. Like you like, oh okay. Now am I am I over the edge with my Ninja Turtle collection? No. <laughs> well But see that's just you like collecting the toys. Right. You you're not that, living your life as an individual. You're not, yeah, you're not walking outside with like a shell on your back and a bandana tied around your eyes. And taking karate lessons. Right. Yeah. I wish all that would happen. <laughs> a, I mean, you should. There's a problem. <laughs> I, have dumped, I have looked up, you know, martial arts training at one point. I did DDP yoga once. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up some training. He was on that fish tank show. Shark tank? Yeah. That's a fish. Such a... <laughs> A, Shark Tank is such an entertaining show that shouldn't be to me. Yeah, because I don't give a fuck about really. I don't give a fuck about business. Honestly, I'm not a small business owner, right. and that whole world confuses me. Oh, you are. Yes. And anytime anyone walks out, the crowd's like, <laughs> but like I, I love watching Shark Tank. I'm, so like, I'm like, shut up! This guy's trying to sell a lunchbox that has a table on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember that episode? <laughs> I need to hear. Because even shit like that that I don't give a shit about, I give a shit about what I'm watching. I'm like, oh, smart move. Uh, it's like asbestos uh, in my coffee. Is it? <laughs> I think it's just coffee grounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I, I like to insulate my curing. <laughs> my tummy's cold. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, so, what's new, guys? <laughs> uh, uh, news. You, yeah, you, you want to talk about something else that'll probably set you off on another rant? Yo, you're just going to come down on me. I Oh, you know I am. And I want to be, I don't want to get cut, came on. Game, came on. <laughs> I don't want to get Wow, this really on. is different from this. <laughs> yep. Is it, though? Yeah, because on that show, he does want to get Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, God, it's so sticky, that episode. Um, oh, yeah. Biscuit. Oh, last episode of Dispatches did make me laugh, though. It's the best one I think we've ever done, personally, anyway. Yeah. The several times throughout Sweet it, Kitty is the keyword. Several times throughout it, I stop and I'm like, oh, I, I really hope it, yeah. other people think this is funny, because <laughs> I was dying. It was great. I think on, on this podcast from now on, we should just review the other podcast. Oh, yeah. That's what it should seem to be back and forth. <laughs> well, episode 14 wasn't very good. And, then we, <laughs> and we could cut promos on each other. <laughs> And then eventually there will be a, like we'll a, a, third a Tuesday night war. I'm on both sides. <laughs> well, you're the you're like the floater. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm a double agent. You're, oh, you're a double. Yeah, you're spying for the other side, mm-hmm. even though you don't have to spy because it's all both sides. No, I'm on both sides. <laughs> so <You're>, news. <laughs> 
So uh, <clears throat> the uh, the Fantastic Four have officially been cast. Um, and this for, is where Walt's going to claim I'm a racist. I I, I don't on, I don't actually think you're a racist. You're going to comically I, claim that I'm a racist. All right. Well, yeah, I am going to comically claim that you're a racist. But we'll, we'll just whackity smackity. <laughs> We'll just uh, we'll just go through the casting choices, and I just want to hear your thoughts. Okay. And your your honest, unfiltered thoughts on each of them. Okay. okay? All right. So uh, as Reed Richards, we have uh, Miles Teller. I don't know who that is. CM Punk. CM I don't know quite who that is. Um, he's he's young and he, <clears throat> I, he he's always he always seems to play kind of like an easygoing, like laid back dude, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the actor. I don't know what he's what he's done. Uh, but from the picture I saw on Variety.com, he looks like he's made out of Play-Doh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. We're, all right. We'll we'll move on. I'm still wishing Jeremy Irons had been cast as Mr. Fantastic. I. That's so. He's so old though. I know. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be good. No. I just really want to see Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> Go see the movie and just chant that through the whole movie. Uh, Michael Caine. I'm a big... Oh, you're going to go on, so... I'll, it's alright. You're, you're a no, big no, Jeremy no. Irons fan? You, well, no, I'm not, actually. But he was great in Die Hard 2. Yeah. He, uh, or 3. 3. Yeah. yeah. Three. The, the, which is Die Hard 2 to me, because, <laughs> because Die Hard 2 doesn't exist to me. <laughs> not going to tell me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I did not like Die Hard 2 at all. I know, you used to talk about like, that a it, lot. It's just the first one and with a vengeance, and then that, then I'm done. That almost comes up every time I see you somehow, that oh, Die I, Hard 2 was not a good movie. It's not! I hate to sidetrack here, but it just popped into my head. Did you see who they added to uh, Scares the Care? Oh, no. Convention? Oh, it was a few weeks ago, so you may have. But no. William Atherton? Oh, really? Walter Peck is going to be a Scares the Care. The fucker's going to get stabbed one of these <laughs> <Yes>. days. <laughs> Just, just Walter Peck and uh, whatever the fuck his name was in Die Hard. Like, yeah. just, just those yeah. came out back to back, and I don't know how he's still alive. Who was the guy in Die Hard, the, the guy in the office who was, like, doing all the coke and... Oh, um, Ellis? Ellis, that fucking guy. Oh, that Hans, Booby. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I'm your white knight. Everyone hates that guy. Yeah. And he... Uh, the only other thing I recall... He's like ever- as hated as Franklin in Texas Chainsaw. Oh, God, Franklin. For, very, for very different reasons. <laughs> I think the only other thing I ever saw Ellison was uh, Supergirl. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to see that movie again. Where he was like the like painter dude who was just like, oh, man, and he got drugged or whatever. Like, yeah, he was given a love potion or something. Yeah. I'm I'm remembering this from like when I was nine. I don't remember shit about Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't good. Old Helen Slater, Billie Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just re- I'm thinking about that movie. I will hate it now. Yeah, yeah. It's... I remember not liking it as a kid. Uh, Supergirl. Yeah. It's not good. Okay. It's not good, but um, put it um, <laughs> if they did, I'd buy it. <laughs> I'm the guy that bought the fucking '80s Captain America because Shout Factory. Put yeah, it, out. it has Lawrence of Arabia with in the it. Italian Red Skull. Very, very. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right. So Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, as Sue Storm, we have Kate Mara. I have no yes. idea who that is. I, oh, I love her. 
Oh, have you, uh, have you watched House of Cards? Yes. It's so good. Did you finish oh. season two? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's episode one. From the first episode. Yeah. Oh, I, we're not going to talk about that. But <laughs> yeah, but my God. But God. The, um, my favorite moment from season two, and, I, and we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, we're talking we, about it. Yeah, that thing um, that happens and the thing. I mean, there are a ton of great moments, but the one that I keep going back to of being like, <laughs> like I'm so back into this show is at the end of episode one. Oh Where yeah! Where he finally looks at the characters that you forgot. Yeah, forgot about you. I'm like, I'm, oh! like, I'm like, I'm in for the ride. I stayed up all night and, and just binged the whole thing. Yeah, I did it in a weekend, and it was yeah. Like, wow. I, and this and this was Valentine's Day, <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, baby. <laughs> she didn't care. We don't care about Valentine's uh, Day in our household. So, but sorry, but House of Cards came out. My God. Yeah, I've had the hots for her ever since. Um, I think the first thing I saw her in was like a couple episodes of Twenty Four back uh-huh. when I watched that. <laughs> but um, but then uh, Trans Siberian um, with is that uh, that train movie? Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. guessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Warwick Davis, right? Yeah, 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 with the Polar Express. <laughs> Tom Hanks cartoon kind of. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I've kind of always had the hots for her, yeah. and and I'm I'm really happy. She's that, uh, she's in that echelon for me that also includes um, Zoe uh, Deschanel. No, right. n- not that obvious. <laughs> uh, fuck, why can't I remember her name? She was on she was on that show Party Down. Oh 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 um uh shit uh, she did the uh, other drew the, blood for a while the non Zoe Deschanel yes yeah uh the I fucking love her um yeah but she's great she was in Cloverfield yes um fuck what is her name that's uh, gonna bug the shit out yeah, she was in she was the she was in the Avengers short film item yes. forty something that's yeah she was yeah in that. that all right, so that girl, yeah, she's hot. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan, yeah. <clears throat> Apparently, I, after, I I couldn't deal with True Blood anymore after like mm. season one, pretty much. I, I I made it through season two and then stopped. That's where I stopped yeah. as well. Because I started realizing that it wasn't so good, it, so bad it was good. Yeah. It's just bad. <laughs> yeah. Though you like the theme song. I love the theme song. <clears throat> I just really wish it were Chris Isaac doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would just make it perfect. But uh, apparently she has some, like, crazy, full-on nakedness in that show. She, um, she's doing, a, she's doing a new show, and I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's on HBO, it might be Showtime, but it's one of those premium channels, mm-hmm. um, about, um, the, uh, the doctors who studied, studied, uh, sex in, like, the 50s. Oh, like, Kinsey-type stuff. Yeah, like, Kinsey-type okay. stuff, but I, I think it was, like, pre-Kinsey. Oh, wow. Um, I'm in. And yeah, um, you should watch Party Down. She's very naked. Like show. Party Down is another one that I I watched the entire series in a day. I was like, hey, I've heard things. I like Adam Scott. I'm gonna check this out. Holy shit, this is good. Are we having fun yet? <laughs> There's too many jiggers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Lizzie Kaplan is Invisible Girl. <laughs> That's yeah. not in the cast, but <laughs> it isn't. But she is the invisible girl. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So now we'll we'll get into. Um, do do we want to talk about Johnny Storm now? Or do we want to talk about? Dog. Just skip to it because that's what you're getting at here. All right. So so Michael B. Jordan is uh, Johnny Storm, and he's black. He is an African American man. And I voiced my opinion on this. I was like, no. You and then you were like, you're racist. What? I don't think that's exactly how that conversation went. That's exactly went. how that conversation but, went. You're like, I don't like Spider-Man's well, costume. You're racist. Well, here's your... Uh, that's true. <laughs> Not 
think <coughs> Spider-Man's costume does make you racist. Um, here, here's your opportunity to, to voice your reasoning behind your opinion. Mm -hmm. um, why is it a bad thing that a black actor was cast as Johnny Storm? Well, when you say it like that... Why, like, why, why does it matter to that character that he be white? Doesn't. I don't it know doesn't. what Ben's problem is. That's wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sir. Um, when I watch it, when, when, okay, when, I, when I'm watching the comic book movies, I'm, I'm, I want it to be incredibly similar to what I love. Did comics. you mind that Sue Storm was Hispanic in the last Fantastic Four? Oh, movie? no, you didn't. Wow. See, now you're coming, now you're coming <laughs> at me with a racist angle. I'm just asking. I, I had a problem when Sam Jackson was going to be Nick Fury. Because traditionally, in the in the six one six universe that I read from Marvel, he but, was a what he was a white guy. But I admit it affects the it affects the character for Johnny Storm in no way other than if they go the Michael Bay Transformers two route and just make it a race, racial stereotype. Um, I admit that it, it will have it will have no effect. I'm sure on the movie having him be a black guy. But even when Avengers when they finally cast Nick Fury, I was like. Why didn't they go with you know the six one six regular Marvel white guy Nick Fury? Why why did they switch it up? Well, we knew before Iron Man even came <coughs> out that if they cast Nick Fury, it was going to end up being Sam Jackson. Right? Like, yeah, I knew that because of the because Ultimate of Ultimate Comics, Ultimate, it was good and that made sense. But I mean, like, it's just. The... Did you care that Michael Clark Duncan was Kingpin? Exactly. Shut up. <laughs> no, uh, at no, actually, it I, was perfect. At, yeah. <laughs> You son of a bitch! You're flipping, man. Richie's flipping. Oh, oh, that's your. I'm your scapegoat. No. Yeah. I think he makes me are, racist. I think black no. people are wonderful. <laughs> I agree. I don't know what Ben's problem is. No, it's when Michael Clark Duncan first did it. I was I was a little pissed off at the time. Why? Huh? Why? Because traditionally the character is done this way. It's the same way of when they changed Spider-Man's costume in Amazing Spider-Man. Hold up all of our cups. When uh, when they changed Spider-Man's costume in the Amazing Spider-Man movie, I was a little peeved about that as well. Just because Spider-Man didn't even have his little... <laughs> this is the most pictures I've taken. <clears throat> I took pictures of your dog. I have never taken a picture of an animal. <laughs> Except Somehow for this, that one time. Some, <laughs> I got paid a lot of money to do that. <laughs> uh, sorry. But, no, it's just traditionally I'd like, it, I'd like everything to appear the way... It did in the comic. I, I, I was yeah, pissed yeah. about Galactus being a cloud. But it was great. <coughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it, so, that really wasn't. They're I'm, saying that because it was a black cloud. <laughs> That's it what it was, was though. Um, no, honestly, look, I'm a little, I think I'm a little bit more on Ben's side. Uh, I, I can see, but look, I, the amount that I care about um, superhero movies mm -hmm. doesn't... Um, isn't much? It, no, right. I mean, it's not <laughs> enough for me to like really come down hard on one side or the other. Mm -hmm. But I do understand the the point of wanting an adaptation, adaptation yeah. to be to be faithful, at least in part, like to the look of the characters, faithful to what you know. Mm -hmm. I get that, and and I understand. Obviously, that. you don't. No, I, I do, <laughs> um, and. So with superheroes, iconography is a is a big part of right. of, of superhero lore. Mm. So I understand <laughs> you want 
uh, I understand you wanting a character to look like the image you have of them in in your mind. But, right. But when I'm watching a movie, when I'm watching any sort of adaptation, whether it's from a comic book or a book or, or whatever, what matters to me is that they get the the core concept of the character right. Right. Um, if he acts like Johnny Storm, and I believe him as Johnny Storm, then that's enough for me. I don't I don't need him to look like the drawings that. Um, that have been around. So you don't need them to be white. No one. No one's gonna. No, I don't need them to be white. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna look like a Jack Kirby drawing. You just okay. Are you saying if he's believable as invention? <clears throat> yeah. If he's believable as the character, then it works. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you want to be it, a contrarian, <laughs> like because I mean, if we're if we're being honest, um, uh, shit. What's his face? You know, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't look like Johnny. My my image of Johnny Storm. You know, I, right. I, I imagine Johnny Storm to be younger than than. Uh, he was pretty young at the time when he did the Fantastic. He was kind of young, but uh, like it would have been more the age he was in not another teen movie than. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, I um, in you know, but he did a good job, and I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed his performance there, but but he isn't the image that I would have imagined. You know, a new Johnny There's Storm. There's a dog growling in its sleep. That's oh, what that, is that sound what you is. Thought, is that yeah. what you call it? <laughs> I, I get that. It's just, and I've since, I've since, I've since learned to accept so many pictures. Michael B. Jordan as it, and like, <laughs> yeah, like if he the does a good that job. I voice to you is that they cast a black guy to appeal. I mean, not appeal, but like you know, just whatever. But they the, the, they end up writing him as the black guy. Right, you know, and, and negating the that's whole whack. reason. Right, speaking exactly, of not another yeah. team movie, um, which I rarely do, and, and I don't think it, I don't think like if if they auditioned a bunch of people and he solely got the part based on his acting merit and like the and the director's vision, that would be one thing. But I'm pr- I like the way it's been promoted. Like, you know, like I, I keep I see a lot of press around the fact that they cast a black Johnny Storm. Like I, I think it's almost promoted in the way that they want to be progressive about it. That's the reason right. they well, chose that's, him. That's the word I was looking. For. They wanted to be progressive about it to kind of bring more, you know, more black superheroes out there. So because there aren't any except for the Falcon, there and that's aren't. like the first. And okay, War Machine. Yeah, but, and, and there and there should be. So we write Panther, but, but that's I meant in movie the movie oh, first. Yeah, there there aren't many black superheroes without the word black in their name. <laughs> Um, I like Superman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and that's a problem with the comic industry in general. Too many, too many of our superheroes are good-looking white men. You know? McMahon should never. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I really don't think that that this was a marketing decision. And honestly, they didn't actually like this part. This role was written for him. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Josh Trank, the guy who uh, directed Chronicles, CM when, Punk. CM. When 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 he was brought in, like he had already worked with uh, Jordan on Chronicle, and and he I, liked him, and I can absolutely him. see the Johnny Storm parallel there because he was playing a very Johnny Stormish type character. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he came in, he basically said. This is who I want, and they and they. I, were, I equate this whole. I get. I just equate this whole argument to. When uh, how we reacted when we heard about Je- how I reacted and a lot of the world reacted to Jesse Eisenberg being cast as Lex Luthor. See that doesn't bug me because it, at least it's something different. Because he's not who how we would how we imagine Lex Luthor in our head. He's not black. Yeah. <laughs> but there's yeah, never been a good. Lex he's a Luthor smaller guy. You know he's he's not who we 
when we're, we when we we heard this movie coming out, we're like, Luther's going to be in it. We're hoping that he's going to be fucking Lex Luthor. Yeah. And then they announced him, and I'm like, that's I'm not always Lex Luthor. I'm going to be fucking Lex Luthor. <laughs> that's not Lex Luthor to me. So uh, that's the same <laughs> reaction I had. You know, my favorite superhero movie of the new batch is uh, Death of Superman by Max Landis. Uh, that is really good. Yeah. I watch that all the time, still. It's still good. I'm a huge mark for his dad, though. So. Did you watch uh, Chronicle? No, I heard it was really good. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. And that's what... I mean, in the end, there's still plenty of time for them to fuck this uh, Fantastic Four movie up. Because, and they have a good track record of doing so. Because it's still Fox. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's still under Fox's umbrella, so it, it could still be garbage. We but. should just go there and start... Chanting Marvel Studios. But I'm really happy. CM with- Punk. <laughs> I'm really happy with the. Uh, I'm really happy with the choice of director, and I'm I'm willing to give this a shot. Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> Who who is the guy who who's the guy who helped create Batman? Who never gets any credit? Not Bob. Oh, the, 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 the not Bob Kane. The guy. not Bob Kane. Jack Kirby. No. <laughs> yes, it was Jack Kirby all along. Twice Steve Ditko. Uh, Liz- Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> yes, it was Lizzie, Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel <laughs> created Batman. Oh, <laughs> uh, she is so fucking cute. In the, I mean, she's just so fun. But in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she's wearing Zephod's Do Do you watch New Girl? No. It's good. Is it? I, I really like it. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't dig that show at all. And I don't really understand the draw to her. She's very plain to me. Getting high at your house makes me love animals, Ben. <laughs> um, it seems so, because you keep reaching for my turtle. It keeps looking over here like, right? And I'm like, prison! I agree, and this dog disappeared. <laughs> the do- the I dog took pictures gone. of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is a first. So what's the, there's another person, right? The Thing. Oh, yeah, so The Thing is... Um, Stoner keeping it on track. Uh, Jamie Bell, uh, which is the, now this is the weirdest piece of casting to me. They're like, I, I don't care that there's a black Johnny Storm, but it's weird that there's a small British dude playing the thing. Uh, well, he doesn't have to. But well, I mean, yeah, he kind of should be a really big dude in the comic. Like, yeah, before he like he should be Tom Hardy. Now, I, it did like Tom Hardy. It was the, weird to me. It, it, I'm the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. This guy has mocap experience, and I, I assume the thing is going to be a CG creation. He's got time to bulk up. Uh, but he um, he was uh, such a Tintin in in Tintin in, in the Adventures of Tintin. It's clobbering oh. time, he Gotham. Was, <laughs> he was the other guy. Did you watch that? Uh, what was that Hayden Christensen movie, Jumper? No, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I mean, there was <laughs> this <laughs> this reaction from the guy who earlier tonight was like, "Hey, Richie." What was that movie with Tim Allen and Jonathan Taylor Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the TV show? Home Improvement? No, I was like, what was that Tim Allen movie where he adopts an Indian? Yeah. Oh, Jungle to Jungle. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I didn't remember what the movie was called. I thought it was Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> and it wasn't an Indian. Wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, he was like, he, he was like, raised, like an African tribe. Or well, Native African. I don't or, know. or maybe, or, or was it like... Or was it like an Aboriginal, like Australian? Oh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's, just, he's questioning you about it now. I watched a thing the other day on YouTube. Uh, Stunner getting it off track. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, 
Every appearance of Paul Rudd on the Conan O'Brien show. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? No, but I... Uh, Apparently, every time he's on Conan... Yeah, you showed me. Oh, I did? Yeah, every oh, okay. time uh, he's on the show, he airs... He w- he'll always show the same trailer clip. <laughs> it's from Mac and Me. <laughs> of a kid in a wheelchair going down a... <laughs> going down a mountain, and then, and then Mac... Like pop up and going, ooh, and then it freezes. But it's every time, and every time <laughs> Shit, he I'm swears. Pee my pants. <laughs> every time he swears to Conan, the, no, no, I brought a real clip from the movie I'm in. And every and it's like 15 appearances. Hey, you decided to give you the crotch. Sorry, I'm so fat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry to you, podcast listeners, as well. <laughs> Mainly, I'm sorry to myself. You should be, and to Jesus. You should be that. Oh, the most. The most. Right, now that he's gone. <laughs> Stupid looking. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you fe- how are you feeling about the air- you've never been on a the the revamp of the Airport Road podcast? Yeah, honestly, what what lured me in tonight because you've asked me before mm-hmm. if I'd like to come by. Um, it just seems like a lot of chaos when everybody that's involved is here, mm-hmm. and I would just be like. Chiming in, yeah, or not, not that, but just like another interruption, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. When you get beyond four people on a podcast, it kind of just can quickly become chaos and everyone cutting everyone off. I understand. So when you said, "I think it's just going to be Walt," I was like, "Oh, a three-person podcast—that's <laughs> my bread and butter." <laughs> the B and B, the B and the B. I well, sometimes hear, I we hear four person. Sometimes we have a four-person podcast. How do you like our setup of just recording into an iPhone? I like it. It's very laid back. It's freeing. You got animals in here. Most of the time, you can hear them. I'd like clacking. to have one of those tanks with turtles in it in the uh, in the studio at the house. Yeah, you can. If you get a tank, man, you can have one of them. They might have babies soon. I want a turtle baby. <laughs> you can also get a, bo- uh, a Russian tortoise over there, guys. APR the podcast makes me post pictures of animals. Oh, did you post them? Not yet. I'm going to. <laughs> oh, I'm saving it. <laughs> I am. Well, I don't think I'm on your internet. So. Oh, yeah. It's the one that's called Galactus. That's my Wi-Fi name. Surprise, surprise. Who was a giant white man. <laughs> so. Not a giant black cloud. <laughs> yeah. Got it wrong twice. No, but seriously. Uh, it's just... But that is a fundamental change, though. You know that that's different. That is a, like, that is a fundamental change. Oh, I don't know your password. I don't need four, to go Four three four two three eight. Why am I telling you? I don't. I'm on not, the I podcast. Don't, I don't need to go online. Oh, <laughs> I'm afraid people are going to show up and start leeching off me on my porch. We mentioned, uh, or I mentioned, scares the care earlier. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really need to be brought up on the podcast, but uh, but it's going to be anyway. Well, no, just <laughs> while I'm thinking about it, is a charity uh, group. Chuck sent me an email today, mm-hmm. uh, saying that he really hoped that we could make it up. For it. I would love to. I would like, too. I want to at least go for a day. When is it? It's in May or June. Well, let's go ahead and plug them. Uh, oh so yeah, scares, scares the care. May or June. Oh, right where? Uh, over there. What is it? in Williamsburg? It's a horror convention. Yeah, it's a horror convention. Williamsburg, Virginia. Yes. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's not far really at all. It's still like four hours. Yeah, well, it's not Baltimore. No, it's not Baltimore. <laughs> but it doesn't involve driving in Baltimore, which yeah, is always it's not, a good It's thing. not Gettysburg. You're right. Oh. Yeah. I, I never went up to any of the ones I in didn't Gettysburg. Either. I heard the hotel was very nice, but I'd, I'd rather have a horror con and not a very nice hotel. <laughs> yeah. So we can just So that we can it. trash it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but no, scares the care. They're they're a charity based around horror films, and, um, and what are they? Kind of, our friend Chuck is on the board of directors. And, and what do they benefit? Um, <laughs> you're something so, to do. You're with doing like, such good PR. I know it's something to do with like pediatric. Uh, yeah, I think like it, children. Something about right, they're so saving children through horror. Help help the pediatric children by scaring them. <laughs> Please do. Um, but you can Google them. I mean, they're the only scares that care that's out there. But this year they're doing their first ever uh, convention, and I know our friend Chuck had a lot to do with it. And. If there's anyone that I trust to put together a good convention, it's oh, Chuck. Yeah, yeah. Chuck, Chuck is a pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their their guest list is still growing and and pretty damn good for a first. They've time. got William Atherton, so if you have, so if you need to stab <laughs> Walter, Dickless. Hulk, Hulk Dickless. <laughs> I blame him for Harold Ramis's death. Uh, I think uh, that might be going a little far. Oh, is that a real thing? Is what is that? Is that a thing? Wait, or are you just being funny? Oh yeah, no that. I, I don't oh, think I know if I missed out on this. I don't yeah, think man, it, they said Bill Atherton pulled a total Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> CM Punk, <laughs> Circle of Life. Um, yeah, check them out. There, there, there's like a Christine reunion, which I'm not a big fan of the movie Christine, but I guess there are a lot of people out there that are, and they've got like everyone. Does it involve Carpenter? No. <laughs> no, so not everyone. Not yet, not yet. Anyway, but so, was, so you've got the dude who just yelled "shitter" <laughs> <laughs> throughout the past year. Oh, they got Elvira. She's oh, Elvira. okay, Mistress of the Dark yes. Night, <laughs> Night yeah. Dark, Cassie um, Petey. So uh, yeah, but uh, all throughout the past year, Chuck will randomly pop up on Facebook and just have a choice mm-hmm. for me, and I'm like, ah, and it's always like. Uh, both, like oh, for who you think I'll who he thinks that you at home, like watching a movie, and I'll hear a beep on Facebook, and I check, and it's Chuck, and it just says uh, Toby Hooper or John Carpenter. Ooh, and I'm like, oh, and then I know it's for like who would you rather see as a guest? It scares the cat. Uh-huh. Like all of them, <laughs> every one of them, all three of them, <laughs> yes. including the end. Yeah, or you know, be like. Or just an ampersand yeah. walking around. Uh, like, you know, when the, and because we've met Romero a few times before, this one was easier, but like Romero or... You um, dropped that name. Landis. Mm. You know, like, I mean, le- yeah. Landis, uh, it's got to be for us. But like, if I'd never met Romero before, that would be a tough choice for me. Do you watch Holliston? No. Oh, man, it's so good. I don't know what that is. It's uh, Adam Green and Joe Lynch's oh. show. on. Uh, well, I should be watching it. Yeah, it's great. It's it's pretty much Adam's story before film. Okay. Uh, Dee Snyder plays their boss. <laughs> a, uh, like a local cable access place. That's awesome. Uh, Odorous is uh, Adam's invisible friend who lives in every episode he's in. But they have a ton of cameos, like uh, Danielle Harris... Kane Hodder, um, John Landis. That's cool. It's it's really good. They're, they they're on season. They're about to start season three, I believe. Scares the care. Benefit the pediatric children. Yeah. <laughs> the l- fucking shit, man. Why'd you go pee? They all to, just man. went off the rails. Oh, when you peed in my bathroom, did you notice the steam coming out of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, okay, I was hoping so because I just wondered if I had really hot pee. <laughs> You might want to get that checked. Walt and I haven't podcast together enough for him to know how to rein me in when I get really high and ramble. 
He just fed it. No, I, I just like to let you go. <laughs> That's what everybody loves. <laughs> like, like Froyo and vagina. <laughs> Sweet kitty meow meow. Decent yogurt. Awesome vagina. <laughs> Last episode I'm of so Dispatches. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this was a trailer for episode 15 of Dispatches from Weird. Oh, we're our own worst enemy. <laughs> but if you want to watch the full length trailer, <laughs> come back next week. Do, I you, have this more, do you have more stuff? Um, probably not. I have because not, not, not nothing anybody gives a shit for, about. Well, I mean, whatever. We, not much has happened because you know? yeah, um, we we haven't really um, other than the, the three words I just said a minute ago about blaming William Ashton. We haven't really touched on the Harold Ramis thing yet. Yeah, but, I mean, there's there's not a lot to say. I mean, it, it's yeah. just just what a huge fucking loss. Definitely, definitely. There, and there is no hope of a Ghostbusters three. Yeah, who cares is. about Is there? There is, actually. Go, Ghostbusters 3 is still moving forward, but seriously, yeah. no one needs Ghostbusters 3, and that doesn't matter to me at all. I don't... That, I, that was the first thing that Rob said when we were on the train back from New York. Um, when Harold Ramis died, uh, when, he, when we found out, he was like, oh, I wonder if Ghostbusters 3 is going to happen now. And I'm like, no one wants... or Even if you think you want Ghostbusters 3, you don't want Ghostbusters 3. I think a lot of people want Ghostbusters 3. I don't so think you they, can't say that and nobody wants it. I, I don't think they know what they want. I think they're confused. I just... I don't know that I want Ghostbusters I d- 3. I don't want Ghostbusters 2, and the it already only, exists. The only thing I do know is that I want uh, Bill Murray to play Vankman again. I can understand that. And I want, uh, I would want all four of the guys to play their characters again, even if it's just like, tonight on Friends, you're never going to guess. <laughs> they had to call the Ghostbusters. I, I would like to see, I, I would like, like to when, see. Like when Murray came out of, of that MTV show a few years ago, in the was it the Spike Awards? Sphere, yeah. Or the Spike Awards. I, I pissed, I shit, I came and spit all over everyone in the room. <laughs> I mean that that is awesome, and in that just shows the enduring love for yeah. that character. I would love to see Bill Murray play Vinkman in like a web series about oh, yeah. retired Peter Vinkman. Yeah, life. like something that we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write another open letter <laughs> to Bill Murray. I need to actually. Yeah, like we got the tools. It's we about got the talent. Time scares the character. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I. I did not know he'd been struggling with an illness for like the past I, decade. I didn't either. Not that I keep in touch with him or anything. But yeah, I mean, he didn't mention it in any of his emails to me <laughs> or any of his tweets. <clears throat> I found out through Stephen actually. He he texted me that morning. Oh yeah, he texted I, me too. I thought he was fucking with me because I was like, no. Yeah, like, it's if, like and no, he could have given me a thousand guesses as to who was going to die mm-hmm. in Hollywood and. Ramus would have probably never come up. If you had to guess which Ghostbuster was going to die first, would have been would have would it have been him? Probably Aykroyd. I would say Aykroyd. Um, just from his diet. Yeah. He's fat. Man. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, there, there's no. Sorry, good, Dan. <laughs> we fucking love you. We oh, do. Just unfollowed I'm me than on you. It, they unfollowed me on Instagram. <laughs> um, there's no good thing that came out of this, but something that. Uh, as a wannabe filmmaker who was definitely influenced by Ramus, uh, I think it's nice that maybe a lot of people 
will revisit or find out for the first time a lot of the stuff that he did that they had no idea. People who just knew him as Egon. Yeah, uh, you know? had, did not realize that he directed Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Or, or, uh, the Ice Harvest or, is a great movie. The Ice Harvest was great. Way underrated. We are, one, we are the two people who saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, though. Um, and uh, and uh, Groundhog Day... One of Day, Oliver Platt's best performances is, oh, I, absolutely. is in the Ice Harvest. Um Groundhog Day Groundhog is Day, still just a perfect movie as far movie. as I'm concerned. Um, and I know that there, there was a lot of drama behind the scenes there and that yeah. apparently ended the friendship between him and Bill. That's Murray. what I'd heard, um, yeah. Uh, but, Bill never but really they, talks about it to me. But, but yeah. <laughs> when we Skype. <laughs> when, we, when we're sharing our... Uh, I'm starting a web of, series that happens, always starts... Three seconds before I stop Skyping with Bill Murray, <laughs> and you guys walk in, and I'm like, oh, I was just talking to Bill Murray. <laughs> no, you fucking weren't. Yeah, he had all this to say. It, he uh, he shared <laughs> this pin with me on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, just, I mean, I don't know, I mean, I guess because of the illness, he hadn't done a lot in a while. I think like year one may have been. Yeah. I didn't realize he directed some of The Office. Yeah, yeah, he. <laughs> I, I, I knew that in, in year one, and um, I think the last... Movie he showed up in was uh, knocked up maybe as uh, yeah. Seth Rogen's father. Yeah, um, and, and even then he was it, it was just an awesome. Yeah, he, he it was an awesome performance. Whenever you would see him pop up in anything, like I think it Orange was in Orange County. County. Yeah, he was like, so great in that. I don't he, like that movie. He, he but takes he pops the, up, and he, I'm like, yeah, he, it's he, all right. You don't like Orange <laughs> County? I should give it another chance. You but, really should. Uh, I, I I loved it. I liked the cake to the and then, song on the And then I met, um, and then after seeing Orange County, I met Mike White, and I just, oh wow, um, I, um, I just sort of like gushed at him. For, oh, of course, for like the thirties, like he has ties like, here. Right? Like, yeah, dad, his dad you know, lives here, and yeah. and his dad's the one who introduced us. His dad's amazing. He he came <clears> in, <throat> in he came into town to do like a, a like a workshop. And, oh, and, I remember and that, like showed, a writer's workshop. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and showed a couple of his movies and and talked about his influences and stuff. But there was like the opening night like party soiree mm. type thing with wine and cheese and hoity shit. <laughs> it was a bunch of people. Like it, it was just a bunch of like. Old like O three ers, who weren't really familiar with his work. They were just there to be, you know, because it was a social yeah, yeah, event. Yeah. Um, but uh, but and I was one of the few people there as a fan. And uh, and Mel comes over to me and and he's like he's like, have you met my son yet? Come meet my son. And and like takes me by the arm and takes me over to Mike. And I was just like. Orange County made me want to keep writing, and thank you for. And, then, uh, and he's like, I mean, you know, he was he did the gracious thing, you right, know, yeah, just yeah. like thanks, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And then, then to start talking to somebody else, I'm like, well, there we go. I'm just, and I, I did, I totally did the whole. I, did it. I met him. I, I totally did the whole. You know, stand there for like five more seconds. Oh, the turtle's committing he's so suicide again. Cute. <laughs> You should get a turtle, man. I know. You're really enjoying watching them fall down. Um, um, but did I you get... ever see Chuck and Buck, his first movie? Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. That's uh, a difficult film. It, it's a it, it's a thing. Um, I, I should have really just said, yeah, man, it's Chuck so and Buck inspired me so much to. And then I woke up. <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you got it right. Yeah. Uh, t- 
to, to reunite with my childhood gay lover. <laughs> You're so much better than cats. We just talked about that. Oh, it's true. We really just talked about we, that. We did. Uh, uh, to wrap up, what's your opinion, Richie, oh, on... Uh, uh, what's your opinion on people who... Are you a dog or... Are you a dog or are you a cat person? And should you have to pick one? No, I don't think you should have to pick one. But to, there, are, you can uh, people who are dog people or cat people expect you to. Man, I like Beatles and Stones. You know? See, that's what I'm saying. But right now, dogs. Because <laughs> this fucking dog. no, but really, fucking dog. This dog, Larry. <laughs> that's not even the other this dog you named, Larry. Name. That's Littlefoot. Oh, I love this one. You can keep your name. What Littlefoot? <clears throat> yeah, because named after a dinosaur from He's a Don Bluth movie. Todd Dinsmore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> we still, oh, is he? I still talk to him pretty regularly. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> I was thinking of Harold Redman. <laughs> oh. I thinking of Philip Seymour Hoffman. His, uh, I mean, uh, we could do a whole podcast just dedicated to his performance in Stripes. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. where, where he was... The perfect the, the foil. anti-Egon. Yeah, yeah. But still, uh, just a great foil for Bill Murray. His weird just, little awkward monologue when uh, they're in the bunks. <laughs> or just the just the little sideways looks he would get. Yeah, yeah. There, there's just that little little smile. And dude was a pimp. I mean, just... <laughs> in that movie, just, just yeah, yeah, perfect yeah. Sed- seduction uh, of uh, whatever the woman's yeah, name Yeah, the playing force field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Stripes, very that was a lot more smooth than Bill Murray's. Like, because he's like, I'm going to hit you with Bill a spatula. Bill Murray not need to be smooth. Yeah, Bill yeah, Murray will just come at you with a spatula. And, <laughs> yeah. and you can't deny it. And you, you're just immediately moist. <laughs> <laughs> if Bill Murray came on to you, I'm pretty sure you'd have sex with him. Yes, just because he's Bill Murray. Yes, or anybody, because they're like, shit. I've given it up it for would less. Be what, it would be, uh, for my life, what Walt had, and we refer to it <laughs> as an Udo moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. God damn it. That, to- that story's not been told. No, we don't need to tell that story best. We don't ever need to tell that story again. Look, every- what do you do? You gotta tell the story now. It's no, a thing. I'm not gonna... Uh, no, right. I haven't heard the story. Uh, you tell your version of it. He, he's, he's, he's a lovely man. Who is... <laughs> Udo Kier is a, is a lovely man. And best I, known from... And I wish him the best. I don't know. What, Blade? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening might not know who Udo Kier is. Yeah. I, uh, Iron Sky. Are you pretty sure there are a lot of people listening? Well. <laughs> I hope. This ain't Dispatches from the Weird. <laughs> or Smodcast. But Either if you... One of those two. But if you want to listen to the full trailer for the next episode of Dispatches from the Weird. Or Smodcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Udo Kier, the the, ba- the first bad guy from Blade, who gets yeah. son. Uh, we, we don't need to do this. Continue. Um, uh, Udo Suspiria is Udo Kier. Mm. There was uh, a whole thing. Was it? All right. There was a whole thing where he was a. <laughs> he was a, a. Can you just keep saying beginnings of sentences and we'll keep repeating them? at the bar? <laughs> so so at the bar. <laughs> You were at a horror convention. Okay, so we were at a horror convention. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was going to say anyway. You're this just, is, you're just predicting me. I don't care if the story ever gets told. <laughs> so we're in Baltimore. So we're in Baltimore at a horror convention. I can do it too. 
It was magical. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> I, I don't need to tell the story. <laughs> I'll give a I'll give a brief version that doesn't give details. I, I don't know that she. Should. Well, fuck, dude, here. <laughs> that, that is brief. Horicon. So there I was in Uno, and also. <laughs> One night in Udo. <laughs> Makes a grown man grumble. I took the back door to Udo. <laughs> Udo Kier, Horicon, Bar. Very drunk. Right? Okay, yes. Very drunk. Walt, hanging out, yeah. impressed with the movie career. Mm-hmm. Udo Kier hanging out, impressed with Walt. Okay. Yeah, that's the end of the story. Really, that's all you need to know, other than Walt left really quickly after an event happened. I, I really did. Uh, <laughs> and then reappeared, see, like, mysteriously about a half hour later, appearing kind of groggy. <laughs> bit disheveled. Alright, so, I, so I think it's Enough. actually more important to tell the real story now. <laughs> no, no, we're good. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Alright, so we're at our convention... In the bar. Alright, alright, hang out in the bar. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm pretty wasted at this point. And um my the my roommate, Matt, oh, yeah. rest his soul. Rest in peace. Great guy. Um, good guy. He was a good guy though. Um uh, he uh, he's like, Hey man, go up to Udo, get him to come back to the room and smoke a bowl with us. And in my current state, I didn't hear that part of the story. Yeah, I didn't no, the, the, this was this was the impetus. This is why I was over there. Oh, I thought you were just hanging out. No, no, here. no. I wasn't just see. see this is why. That though you were a groupie. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like he's like go talk to him, convince him to come back and smoke some pot because we had heard like I think there had we had heard rumblings that he was like trying to find pot. Where's Zarifa? Yeah, where, where where is Zarifa? So I go over there and I'm just sort of um, we have like standing next to him. He, he's talking to somebody and um, and he looks up at me and then just sort of like caresses my face at first. And I'm like, and I'm like, uh, okay, fine, whatever. He, he's European. Look up Udo Kier <laughs> if you haven't yet. Just Google image him so you can picture. The face that Walt is is face to face with caressing him. Yeah, it's terrifying. It, it kind of, it kind of is. But I'm like, you know, he's European. He's affectionate. It, it is what it is. Um, and openly gay. <laughs> that too. And 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 I think he told me I was beautiful. Which you know, honestly, I don't care who it's coming from. It right. makes you feel a compliment's good. Compliment's a compliment. A compliment's a compliment. So, um... I hope you leave out a detail that I can bring up after the story continues. So, so, um... So, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's European. What a, I'm beautiful. Okay, yeah, I am. So, so, I'm trying to tell him, and I'm, like, leaning in to, like, uh, tell him that, like, hey, uh, if you want to come smoke a bowl with us, come on, come on back to the room. And, and I'm not sure if he... Understood that entire sentence. I think all he really heard my room. was "Hey, back to the room," and he just leans in and <laughs> and yeah, he he plants a uh, he, he 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 planted his lips on mine and um, rooms up and, for pussies and and for a second there, I was just like, "Hey, he's European." <laughs> <laughs> And I just sort of went with it for a second, and then, like, there, there was another Walt voice, like, in the back of my head that's like, what the hell are you doing? And so, so I just 
tried to politely extricate myself, and I just, I, I just remember just sort of like patting him on the back and turning red and just walking away. And then you made a beeline outside. To yeah, smoke. and I just went straight outside to smoke a cigarette. And, uh, now, that wasn't my first interaction I had with him. I think I gave him a cigarette earlier in the night, so it's not like I was just walking. So you were leading him on. I, I, I think I, I think The I'm, detail you left out that amuses the shit out of me uh, maybe I've because of the situation this. is that you, uh, you said, my name's Walt, and he goes, Walt? That sounds like Wolf. Oh, God, he did say that. <laughs> yeah, because there was Are this, you a wolf? <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Because I have the butt plug. <laughs> oh... Anyway, yeah. Scamper for me, Wolf. And then we always imagined... <laughs> then we always imagined what the events that happened with him when he was drunk in the hotel room was because he was pining for you. Because there was a lady dressed as... There's a, a girl, like a 13-year-old, cosplaying like a as a were, werewolf bat. Uh -huh. And then he tried to make out with the bat's werewolf's face. I, I want to kiss the wolf. Yep. Um, but the mother wouldn't let me. Yeah. <laughs> so we just imagined he was pining for you, trying to make well, out that what led he lost. To the, uh, the historic meeting of Malcolm McDowell and Udo Kier in the lobby of the hotel <laughs> the next morning. Where Malcolm McDowell and pure Malcolm McDowell fashion shouts out They're across. both walking towards each other. Malcolm's coming from outside and Udo's coming from the bar. And as they don't stop, but as they cross each other in front of the lobby, where people who have nothing to do with a horror convention are checking in with their families, <laughs> business people, and Malcolm McDowell in, in his... A loud British fashion said, Udo, I heard you fucked a wolf! <laughs> <laughs> to which, in passing, Udo goes, No, I only kiss the wolf. The mother wouldn't let me. <laughs> uh, I wish we were rolling for that uh, yeah. exchange. Uh, so. There's footage somewhere of Udo Kier getting pissed off at me and Ben. Oh God, yes it is. Because oh, I tried to film him. Uh, and he snapped and he his fingers at me, and the camera just shut off. <laughs> <laughs> the, next thing, the next shot is that we, we cut to black and we come back up in an elevator, yep. <laughs> creepily filming <laughs> Caroline Williams, Yep, and then over to me. <laughs> Our mini horrifying documentary that we have no way to retrieve. Uh, it was a fun one, though. It's still on MySpace, you, as far as I know. MySpace is down. You captured they, oh, really? they deleted everything. Captured my, my moment. We have to re-edit it? <laughs> we could I got the footage. <laughs> that was a fun recording session. Yes, it was. Uh, so that happened. <laughs> the story has to be told. I, it, uh, you know, it's out there. It's it's it was a very weird, surreal experience, and you know, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't do it all over again. Maybe do it a little differently. But yeah, he's European. That's just the way. <laughs> that's just the way they they communicate. Over they there. always shake hands with their penis, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I felt bad for Udo then. He was fucking smashed. He was. And so he was I just feel being bad. like puppeted by the crowd. It was. It was it, it, upsetting. It was kind of. I yeah. did milk a free photo out of him. You did. And I did walk up fucking smashed. I walk up to him like, can I get a picture? And he's like, no. <laughs> Ben's like, thumbs up, doing the Ben smile, <laughs> and Udo's like, one eye is like almost <laughs> falling out of the socket. He's looking off into the distance. <laughs> Ugh, the Udo. Walt's behind him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I keep, whenever I see, think he's of European. Udo, whenever I think of Udo Kier, I think that he fancies himself as a German David Bowie. This is how <laughs> he pictures that. himself in his head. He was being propped up that entire night by Walt's penis. 
<laughs> he was he really was just a puppet on a stick. <laughs> you were puppet. <laughs> That's why Walt kept yelling, I'm the puppeteer. Trusting. <laughs> I'm not even German. But that was weird then, because that was the hotel where we could just line the front yeah. and drink and do whatever. And as soon as he came out and was like being brought out it was you know, by like people, it's like everybody was like, CM Punk! CM. <laughs> The turtle's going to face plant very soon, once more. Oh, stuck. There you go, little buddy. That's what this podcast has so, become, this turtle commentary. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to narrate the turtles. Um, where can they find you? Oh, it already oh, happened. Motherfucker. <laughs> what, <At> Udo's house. <laughs> what, is your, what is your internet footprint? Um, uh, you can follow me at WaltAPR on the tweeters. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I have an Etsy store if you like board games. You guys have been reviewed, right? Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good reviews. I watched one of them. Yeah. Um, the it, first one, I believe. We are... Uh, very professional. We we are unofficially the uh, number one selling uh, board game accessory shop on Etsy of all time. Cause I don't a, know exactly what that means, but it sounds impressive. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds impressive when I say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a, it's a, it's a niche market and a small pool. Right, yeah, yeah. We, we are the, the proverbial big fish in small ponds. Mm. Mm. Well, that's what's kept me in Lynchburg. Sim- <laughs> Similarly, I think I am the, uh, number one retailer on Etsy of, uh, foam recreations of Ninja Turtle action figure belts. Because, uh, no one else is doing have it. Have you ever sold anything on Etsy? I, yes! Today I sold one of my foam rep- reproductions of Ninja was... Turtle belts, but they retracted it. <laughs> so they bought it and they were like, uh, there's something wrong with my computer because it made me buy it. And I'm like, that doesn't happen. That counts as an order. There are too many clicks involved for there to be something wrong with your computer to make you buy something on Etsy. You have to put in all of your billing information. Well, I am the top rated film reviewer on weirdochurch.com. <laughs> That's true. So, and yeah. I, so I got that going for me. I co-host the number one uh, podcast that is recorded in my house. That's true, though. Of all time. <laughs> what is this? What is that podcast? Dispatches from the Weird. Y'all know it if you listen to APR. Yeah. And we and vice versa. We all uh, we all write on weirdochurch.com, yes. so please go there. You have a blog Walt on is, there called... Walt is very good at keeping up with his. Yeah. We are not so <laughs> I'm about much. a two-weeker. <laughs> Uh, I've come in a couple days late. You didn't have one one week because you were in New York. That didn't happen. Oh yeah, you're right. You I posted did. it early. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I I, po- I posted the previous weeks on time, and this week's was like midnight ish on Wednesday night instead of Tuesday. Why even bother? <laughs> I know. I know. Walt does a blog about what uh, new releases and everything. Things to spend your money on. The the He's correct sequence. The demons, but that's fine. <laughs> Um, I have now. Oh, good. What'd you I like? liked it. It's yeah. trashy as fuck. <laughs> but it it's really, a, really is. But. It, it it has that that same sentiment and like uh, vibe to it as Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, I, but it makes Return of the Living Dead almost look PG. And, and, and they and, and they have <laughs> the uh, and they have the tie that binds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's not the demon, y'all. 
I have a Instagram where I put pictures of Ninja Turtles up. It's Mudkip Five Thousand. That's uh, we talked about everything else. We talked about our blogs. We talked about the other podcast. Uh, we didn't talk about how you can help us keep our vibrators full of batteries. Yeah, keep the vibrators humming. Um, the easiest way to do it um, is go to weirdochurch.com each week when I post my uh, my column on new releases and sales that are going on, mm-hmm. and follow the Amazon links to buy said stuff. Yeah, uh, whatever you click on in that article will link you to uh, the Amazon page linked up to us. So anything you buy through Walt's blog posts, we get a small percentage back. You pay no more. It's just tacked on. Uh, the other way to you do you actually it, pay less. That's not true. <laughs> uh, the other way is on weirdochurch.com. There's a little Amazon button. If you click that, <clears> any <throat> purchases you make after clicking that that single session, uh, you will get will will get kicked a small percentage of what, and you will buy. save money. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we definitely pass, we pass the savings on to you. Yeah, through in, in the form of um, love. Exciting. I will. I will come. Wild. Yes, you will. <laughs> I will. I will come. I, I will all over you. If you're uh, in Zudo, I I will come. Walk up behind you in a hotel bar, <laughs> tap you on the shoulder, offer you marijuana, and then make out with you. <laughs> if you if you use our Amazon links, so he'll do it. I've seen him do it. It's a lot of setup too, because he's like, all right, come to Baltimore. <laughs> so so you've got that going for you, which is nice. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm on Twitter. Yeah. What is your Twitter? <laughs> it's at uh, Lono Saves on Twitter. Can they be expecting any new tweets from you? Probably. Soon? There's one that I'm uh, that I'm gonna put up pretty soon that deals with how much I hate people that think pronouncing education as education is still funny. Mm. Really bothers me. I'm mm. glad that you have a, a large. Oh, the, oh, the tweets are. Yeah. Never was funny. Never. <clears throat> Edumacation. Like people that are like, I didn't go to college. I guess I don't have an education. I'm like, <sighs> not funny. <laughs> I don't think it ever was. No, I don't think it was either. Yeah. Someone said it the other day at work, and I was like, really? That still exists? Hmm. Mispronouncing that as like a humor thing. What do you feel about maths is hard? Nope. I can't math. Dumb. Dumb. Don't like it. We had that conversation actually. Did we? About how it's maths in the UK. Is it? And here it's just math. Ah. Oh, that's weird. I mean, I do agree that it's dumb. Oh. Yeah. Math is dumb. But that joke, that, that saying it like that doesn't even make sense because it's math and not. Well, it's, uh, it's English. It's mathematics, so it actually should be plural. Right. No, so, I get I get what you're saying. But that's a that's not that's what a, that's a an English joke though, isn't it? It's an American joke. That you're, is you're using English wrong. You're not using math. It, it's that it, you say maths is hard to come to further promote the idea that you're stupid because you can't even print. You don't even use the correct usage of the word math. So it's really the, their English class that they're insulting. Right. Yeah, I guess. So, or yeah, that's or their overall it? intelligence to be like, I'm so I mean, dumb so I can't th- add. I'm changing my vote. That's a pretty layered joke. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many levels. <laughs> it goes multiple ways. Jesus. You, but you really have... basically say, I'm too stupid or I don't care to you do know, this. We may be wrapping this podcast up, but we're starting a, a bonus one right after this. We're going to peel the layers back on this onion. Yeah. And then <laughs> one... It takes three hours. <laughs> Once you get to the center of it, the, <laughs> the creamy center of, of that joke... Maybe it becomes funny. (laughs) It's Mandy Patinkin. (laughs) 
<laughs> what was Hooper thinking? <laughs> wow. That's a pun that I didn't think I'd ever hear because I never thought I would hear it. <laughs> uh, do you have a song you want to toss? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a podcast. Yes, Thank it has. for having me. Thank really you for coming. Come out to more here. of them. Yeah, 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 I will. I had a really good time. Yeah, you can you can just replace Stephen. It's cool. <laughs> I want to be here with Stephen one day because I remember the one podcast he was... Or, well, he's been on two for us mm-hmm. uh, over on Dispatches. But one, I remember really getting into kind of like a real debate. Oh, the theological with, debate yeah. episode? Uh, so we had one of those too. And the entire time we were like, I wish Richie was here for this. <laughs> <laughs> he can quote Hitchens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my leg stretch. It's so hard as an atheist or like in just a non religious per- religious person to like it, it to feel like you have to create an argument against it. Mm-hmm. Is mind boggling. It, it, it really is. I mean, uh, and the other side feels the same way. But to me, it's just like this is logic. Yeah, that's it. That's the, my debate. This is this should be the zero state. This right. is, this is yes. the default. Yeah, you have to arrive at some other conclusion. You can't say because faith. Okay. You can't. It's just you, no. I can say because there's but no Richie. proof. <laughs> exactly, and it just it's around and round. If I may interject, God <laughs> and the Bible. Oh, just Ken the ham guy, son of a bitch! Did you watch that debate? Oh God, I, I I watched twenty minutes of that debate before I just got fed up, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I was upset. I, yeah, it was kind of infuriating. Yeah, well, and I I I all the kudos in the world to Bill Nye for just like not blowing his brains really? out on stage. It was uh, it was intense. The level of uh, He's professionalism. He's so yeah. patient. Well, professionalism on his part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so patient. I could never be that patient. Let's, can we call Stephen? Let's get this going. <laughs> Wake him up. <laughs> we'll check back with us a little later. We'll have another episode up, I guess, next week. Mm-hmm. Make sure to check Weirdo Church. You can subscribe if you haven't already to Dispatches from the Weird. Yeah, do it. And the podcast we're actually recording. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh, well, if they're listening, they've already subscribed. Uh, very soon, we're going to have a. Uh, a new episode of uh, Conversations uh, with the Weird, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a follow-up for uh, Harley Poe. Oh, cool. Oh, very nice. Uh, Joe's going to uh, call back in and give us an update on some stuff going on. I'm so looking forward to that. That'll be fun. I got some things to say about to him about action figures. Yeah, yeah, you kind of dipped a little further into his world than where you were last time. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, Walt, you want the honors? All right, well... Uh, or should we have Richie do it, even though, and then we can explain it to him, and he can be like, "I don't know." I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna alter it a little bit, okay, in, in honor of, of a great man. This one's for you, Harold. Ah, I have no coffee. Neither do I. I'm all out. Ceremonial. Good night.